Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and David and Zach. How much do you guys like sand? I think it depends on what type of sand it is. If it's like sand from the beach and I'm presently at the beach, it's cool. But if it's like, I guess it's not the type of sand, it's when as opposed to where it's from, right? Like sand at the beach while you're there is great, but sand at your house six hours later is like significantly less cool. Um, Uh, I mean, the clear answer is, is that as ridiculous as some of the dialogue can be in the, in the prequels, I actually agree with Anakin Skywalker. I hate sand. It doesn't matter if I'm at the beach. I hate the sand. Um, one of my favorite places to vacation is Aruba and Eagle beach is where I stay. And it's considered a top five beach in the entire world. And when I say the sand still sucks, it still sucks because it gets everywhere. And Kyle, you know, having children, it gets everywhere. Oh yeah, um, kids so, are in, incapable of like not tracking sand everywhere. We yeah, went to the playground ridiculous. this weekend and they had a sandbox, literally just like, you know, a little four by four sandbox and we could have sand everywhere in our house. It's ridiculous. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, see, it's not for me. I'd rather sit by the pool and I'm not even a pool guy, I, I, but it's just, it's just one last thing to worry about. Uh, of course, kids love sand. So I go to the beach regardless of that situation. So you make those sacrifices, but sand sucks. I mean, I'm pretty neutral about it. Um, last time I went to the beach, I went to Vero Beach because I live in Florida now. And, you know, I, I felt kind of neutral about it. I don't really have any strong feelings either way. But uh, there's a, an interesting person who was announced who is going to be in the game who uh, has a very poor relationship with with sand. <laughs> is it actually poor, though? Like, I actually think his relationship with sand is pretty good. You know, he... <laughs> you know he he's able to understand dust sand storms not dust storms and like how they work and make sure his friends are inside and like he's able to pod race and not get sand in the engines like he's clearly actually pretty you know for how much he hates it he works awfully well with it i mean he also finds out how quickly tuscan raider blood looks on sand too so I mean, there's there's a yin and a yang there. Right. He's good at painting. You know, it's great. Um, Do you leave like blood spills when you murder somebody with a lightsaber? I thought it just instantly fused. I, I don't know the don't mechanics know. of it all. I'm sure there's a some someone can tell us about cauterization. So yeah. so I think I mean, canon has changed a lot. But correct me if I'm wrong. In A New Hope. When Kenobi slices that dude up in the cantina, yeah, there's blood, blood everywhere. everywhere. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I remember that. I, th- I think it's mm. just kind of like it goes with the flow. Sometimes it cauterizes, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe that's because Kenobi hadn't used that lightsaber in like a million years too. So maybe it, like it, it took rusty. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it took a little time. Look, look, took a little time to get powered back up to full full power. I don't. I don't know. Well, the other thing is like. If you, um, this is gruesome, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. Uh, All so right. if you like, if you like cut somebody's arm off, right? Like oh, no. in totality, 
Like, even if you cauterize it, the veins and the arteries are still trying to pump blood. Right? I guess. Yeah, so presumably they, they would, like, plow through that. I, I would think. Potentially. I mean, I don't know enough about cauterization and stuff. Like, but like, I don't think you, like, really... Like, cauterizing a wound is something one thing, but, like, I don't think you cauterize like a like part of the circulatory system and this is and this is your second week of uh promoting the boys on amazon prime tv right there there we go there we go yeah well i was gonna say mike like if if they don't cauterize then the special effects department will have to spend more money on fake blood um so we we, we've we've done a cost savings there uh just you know also their arm and cg these are supposed to be kid-friendly movies so yeah i mean star wars is a show for 12 year olds right I don't know, man. Agree with that? I don't know. Listen, I let my kid watch, and I really shouldn't. Um, like I, he loves the Phantom Menace, actually, believe it or not. And but like the more and more that I thought about it, and and we're going to talk about a character from Rebels, and once he hit the, in the news here, um, like Rebels starts off as a kid show, like season one, and then like it gets really dark. It like, does get really dark. Yeah, <laughs> like, like really dark. Yeah. I mean that's um, that's fair. I actually think Clone Wars does it way more. Like if you watch episode one of Clone Wars, it's like a kids show. Like it's like Yoda t- Baby Shark, basically. Yeah, and like, like Yoda teaching the clones yeah, the phase ones about patience. Right? Yeah, but it is it's, it is super kiddie. And then like if you compare it to like the last season of Clone Wars we just got, like it, it's it's. I don't know. The contrast is real. Um, the thing, the thing about it though, and and this happened in season seven too. There are kind of like those filler episodes that kind of bring it down a notch or two. Mm. Where Rebels was just a straight storyline all the way through. There was no really filler episodes because you're kind of like following the storyline across that timeline. So like, while the story gets darker and darker, there's nothing really there to lighten it up. It just continues to get more dark. And I don't want to spoil it. I know it's been on for a while, but I still don't want to spoil things. But like in the final season, there's a certain scene that kind of like really, really hits that note that I'm not, I'm not going to say who's involved in it or what happens. I know, you know, what scene I'm talking about, but like all the culmination of rebels from all those seasons just kind of like gets there. And you realize that is no longer a kid's show. It is, it is a kid's show, but it's really an adult show disguised as a kid's show. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I feel feel like somebody like storyboarded all this stuff. It like Disney and Lucasfilm was like, we're gonna make a kids show, and in the back of their mind, they're like, this isn't gonna be a kids show. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, it works out for us because that is great content for FFG to pull from, which they have with Sabine, and you know they have in other games, and you know we'll discuss that further in this episode. What if all the fans were just children in adult bodies? I mean, listen, I'm 29 years old, and I can tell you right now, I am definitely still six years old when it comes to time. I mean, like, six-year-old me watching Star Wars is still me at 29 years old. Just like my kid loves Batman. He's three years old, okay? And we're talking the other day, like, oh, well, maybe it's a phase. He won't love Batman. I looked at my wife. I'm like, honey, I'm almost 30 years old. I still love Batman. Right, like, exactly. Like, that's just She's how it just is. There like, shaking her head. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I have him watching the 90s cartoon that I grew up with, but am I making him watch that for him or am I watching it because subconsciously I also want to watch it? 
and I'm double dipping 20, no, 20 something years later. So, uh, yeah, we're just kids in adult bodies, uh, appreciating the dark work of Lucasfilm here with, uh, rebels and stuff like that. Yeah. My, sometimes my daughter will go to play with like my Legion models and my wife will be like, sweetie, don't play with daddy's toys. And I'll be like, they're not, <laughs> they're not. Toys. Well, actually, yeah. yeah, she's right. Don't do that. <laughs> Now, is she not doing it because they're toys or because you don't want her touching your stuff? I mean, both. I actually do let her play with some of some of it. Just some, give them the AKH-12. Like the, the the hard plastic stuff. That stuff is like indestructible. So no, Unless you step you know. on it. Well, yeah. I mean, she's not stepping on them. Uh, but that, yeah. that was a joke geared at you. No, you I did that. Yeah, it. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stepped on one of Mike's Stormtroopers. Uh I think this was the first time I played a game at your house. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how he fell off the table. We were both wearing shoes. I'm I'm walking around the table. I hear a crunch, and I'm like, "Ooh, he's still <laughs> alive and well." Yeah, I mean, yeah. he he snapped at like his um his ankles. I just glued him back on, and that was the only that was the only damage. It, he doesn't even look like he's been broken. You know what? You know what though, Kyle? Maybe you should just lay out some Legion models that you don't care about anymore, or maybe some Warhammer models. You one night it's dark in the house. You lay them out on the ground that lead to your bedroom, and make your children step on them like you step on their Legos. Get them oh, back. No. <laughs> you laugh. Obstacle course. You laugh. My daughter stepped on a Lego with bare feet the other day, and did what all adults do when that happens. And I'm like, yeah, that's how it feels. <laughs> I put your toys away. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Um, anyway, uh, we are going to talk about Legion today. We're going to talk mostly about Anakin Skywalker. Speaking Spoiler of alert. toys that aren't toys. Yeah, right. Grown-up toys. We're going to talk about grown-up toys today. But first, we're going to hit some housekeeping. Housekeeping! So we've got a bunch of new stuff on the store, mostly hobby stuff. Right, Mike? uh yeah um i mean yeah we, we've got a bunch of hobby stuff up there um sorry you ambushed me i wasn't ready for that um that's <laughs> all right my bad to be fair i put that in the show notes not not knowing if we actually had new stuff. yeah yeah we actually we yeah so I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like going through my head i'm like i don't well, think i put anything new up on the store this week but i'll roll not, with that not uh, since last week but like in the last couple of weeks we put up new stuff yes absolutely absolutely not since last episode have we put new new stuff up but um we have put new stuff up uh from army painter and we've got a bunch of terrain sets and stuff um, all of our pre-orders for mats are live. Um, so, you know, if you missed out on any of the, uh, original designs, um, that sold out, like we're taking pre-orders for those and, um, we've got some new ones up there. We got a <clears throat> sweet city, city map, um, that's very dark themed, um, that's up there, which is, uh, reminiscent of a recent movie um, and some some other stuff so check it out um, and you know always check out our Patreon too um, if uh, both are great ways to support us and you know we appreciate everybody's um, thought when it goes in, into that sort of thing um, you know if you're looking for board games hobby stuff you know if and the other thing is if, if you're looking for something that we don't carry and that 
uh, really isn't carried generally, we can get a lot of stuff that's like not sourced locally. Um, like a lot of the Wild West Exodus stuff is not really available in the U.S. Um, if you just like DM me on Facebook um, or on Discord or something, like we can figure it out and get it ordered for you probably. So um, if you're looking for something special. Uh, that new city mat you mentioned, that's got the, that's the one with the different sizes sort of like built into the mat, right? Yeah, it's got, um, it's got various, I, I think the Warhammer, you know, map sizes and stuff are kind of like edged in there as well as it's got, you know, the nodes for like intercept the transmissions and stuff like that built into it. Um, it's all, you know, pretty stealthily built into it, but once you know what to look for, it's like pretty easy to tell where, where all those points are. So it's pretty cool. Jay designed it. So props to him on that. All of the stuff he designs is crazy good. So it's a neat little time savers. You know, to, there's always a pain in the butt to like manually measure out some of these things. You just, if you just know where it is on the mat automatically, you just slap that deployment zone marker, that objective token down big time saver. Yeah, I always feel like I'm doing, like, trigonometry when I'm, like, trying to find out, like, where, like, the intercept points and stuff are. Because, like, they're in the middle of the mat. You got to, like, bring one range ruler over in from the side and then another up from the top and, like, tee it up. And it's never perfect. And, yeah, trying to make know. sure where exact center is so that you know exactly where to put that recover the supplies box. I mean, not to stray too far from some housekeeping, but, like, most of us haven't played in real life Legion. And, like... Think about, I was just sitting here thinking about as you guys were discussing it, like putting out hemmed in and danger close on a table. Uh, we're spoiled from TTS because that seems annoying in real life. <laughs> it's a little bit obnoxious. I did that in real life. It's, it's you know, it's about the same. It looks bad though because it's got all those little segments. But it's yeah. not so bad. You do need more deployment zone markers than normal is what I'm detecting. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'll have it where I, I measure it out and then I have like one marker on the edge. and like, okay, well, I kind of don't need this one anymore. So I'm going to throw that one in the middle and then kind of do a frog thing over the board, you know? But it it's, doesn't take that much longer, I think. Danger close isn't too bad because it's just like you're six inches off the board edge pretty much wherever it is, right? Uh, you don't You don't really need to like, I don't know put those markers down you can just use a range ruler yeah i actually i was looking at some of my old cardboard deployment markers and i'm like i should just get rid of these i got a bunch of these acrylic ones now and then i'm like eh, maybe not um, i'm so bad at throwing out cardboard tokens i don't need anymore yeah i i am oc this is like one of the only ocd things i have for legion but i have never thrown a cardboard token out. I have them all organized, neat little bags. Maybe I'll sell them one day. Like, here's a thousand suppression tokens, ten dollars. You know, like I don't know. These um, do not affect the CIS army, <laughs> right? When I threw out some of my 1.0 stuff after upgrading to 2.0 for X-wing, I felt like physical pain. <laughs> Because it was like, I for for years, I've been like, I can't lose these. And they've just been sitting in my closet. But like, I haven't been even like, some of them were like gathering literal dust. But I still had that like, I cannot do this kind of moment. Ah, just weird. Yeah, I actually sold a bunch of 40K stuff. My old unpainted 40K stuff last week on eBay. And it was, yeah. 
It was it was I was very shocked how much it sold for. Let's just put it that way. Well, <laughs> that that doesn't surprise me, because um, 40k I, stuff like retains its value pretty well. Yeah, I had some old second edition stuff that went for basically MSRP for what like the new much better version of the thing is, and I'm like. All did, right. Did you, I, I guess I'm going to go through my crawl space and see what else I have here. Did you just sell a bunch of orcs? Yeah, it was a bunch of unpainted orc stuff. I'm like, even if I play 40k again, I can't do I can't do two armies. So I'm going to keep my space marines, but all my unpainted orc stuff. I can't bring myself to sell painted stuff, but all the unpainted stuff. Yeah, I even had one. It was like one of those old orc trucks, one of the tiny ones uh, from second edition. And it was like missing a wheel and... You know, I clearly put that in the description, and uh, yeah, it sold for like more than MSRP for the new fancier looking orc trucks. And I can't decide if that's because they're just hard to get, or if because they're smaller and that's like a competitive benefit. <laughs> well, I I also think that like, because um, that is a thing in 40k. It, by the way, some of the older models are smaller and they're actually still legal. So so hardcore players that don't care about how they look want those models because they can hide them more easily. Aren't you glad we don't have to deal with that in Legion? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't had any reskins yet. Let's just, yeah. you know, we'll see how that goes if it ever does. But, like, um, I think that there's a lot of nostalgia in, like, a lot of, there, there is, like, there's definitely, like, some nostalgia buyers or collectors in, in that community that are, like, it's, like, it's, like, buying a Mox in, yeah. in, in Magic, you know, like, um, maybe not exactly the same because I imagine your truck is maybe a little less rare, but, um, you know, um, same general premise. Yeah. I still have the second edition 40 K starter set. Maybe I should. Is it unopened that. new in box? No, it's not. It's open. Um, I'm not even sure it's all there cause I don't remember what was in it. I mean, that was 20 years ago. So yeah. Anyway, this is way off topic. Let's hit some Legion news. Welcome to In the News. So there was online Essen Spiel this weekend. And uh, I'm sure I butchered that. Sorry, Germans. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's funny because they, they do a lot of, they, they like make a lot of meat products, right? You know, butcher, never mind. That was Sorry, a dad that, joke, but... It was, was bad, that like a bad. <laughs> joke? Uh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> well, Essen, if it's a verb, means means eating or to eat. Well, it's a city. It is and also sp- a city. And, and Spiel is a convention. Spiel. Yes, the, the Spiel. Spiel. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they had uh, some online stuff for Legion, where they basically previewed the facial hair expansions. <laughs> so... Seriously. Oh man. Like <laughs> all right, before we before we even get into it real quick. So one of them is he's talking about facial hair. One of them is Lando Calrissian, okay? Lando's, I don't know if you've seen the sculpts. If you haven't seen the sculpts, maybe we can put them in the description of the podcast or something. Or maybe Mike can just put them over our faces on, on the YouTube. Something. Lando's sculpt is incredible because I'm pretty sure he is the first and only Legion sculpt that actually has like a smile. Um, I don't know if any other model is actually like full blown smiling. Um, so like to see Lando, like just putting that gun out there with his cape flowing behind him. And he's got like this, that smirky smile. 
Um, it is so spot on Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian. And that's not to take away anything from young Lando. Cause he was awesome in solo. Okay. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his real name, Donald Glover. Love Donald Glover as, as Lando, but Billy D is Lando. Uh, and that sculpt is nailed like to a T Billy D Lando. It's yeah. awesome. So I actually didn't realize that we had seen the sculpts until you just started talking about it. So, <laughs> so, so I did like a quick Google and you ain't kidding. He is like, he's got a smirk on his face. He's got a full blown like smirk smile on his face. Um, which is just so spot on. Like I'm excited that, it, that they nailed that model to a T like that's what, that's what Lando is, right? Like, Lando is not really a rebel, but he gets drawn into it. And even so, like, here's the thing, right? Take, take Han, for example. Han in A New Hope and somewhat in Empire Strikes Back has, like, a personality. And, and then in Return of the Jedi, I'm not saying that his personality isn't there, but he's general solo and he's not as, like, quirky and he's not as like scoundrelly lando despite being i want to say he's a captain in return of the jedi i'm whoa, probably wrong whoa, no or maybe he's a general he's definitely general calrissian he's general calrissian so yeah but he's still lando is my point like han he's trying to get the girl he's trying to do this thing where he's on endor trying to like save everybody and then lando's back in the falcon and he feels at home and he's still lando and he still feels like the Lando that you met in Bespin City or, you know, like the Cloud City on Bespin, I should say. Like, he still feels like Lando. So even though he's a rebel, he still has his, like, own identity. And I think that's what this model kind of personifies. Are you, are you like, trying to, like, get us down a rabbit hole of, like, war changes you from who yeah. you are? <laughs> like- um <laughs> No, but it, it could be safe to say that it does for a lot of the main characters, if you think about it. Yeah, um, I mean, Luke at the beginning of uh, New Hope is so different from the Luke. That- yeah, he's a, he's a crybaby. I mean, he's a crybaby through it all. Don't get me wrong. I love Luke, though, he, but he's still a whiny little crybaby in, in A New Hope. He gets a little bit better as it all goes along. Um, I don't I know. Losing- he was kind of a crybaby in the Last Jedi too. Oh no, no! It, I'm talking about the original trilogy. Like by the time Return yeah, of the Return Jedi of happens, he's matured into a much different, you know, human being. Um, the the Last Jedi could be a whole different discussion, so I won't go there. But I would say that losing your right hand to your father uh, in a lightsaber duel will do a lot of things to you. Maturing you is probably one of them. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just glad that again. I, I guess the sculpt is really all we have to talk about. Um, I know they have a, a description up for the character. Um, I did not bring up the link, so I'm not quick enough on that. But um, I'm I'm glad Lando's making his way to, to Legion. I am so happy that he's in the general's uniform in this sculpt and not in the Cloud City uniform. I was worried they were gonna make him, you know, make him in the Cloud City sculpt. But I'm really grateful for the fact they put him in the general's uniform. Well, I don't. I don't think you can do like Bespin Lando and put him in the Rebel faction, right? Yeah, probably not. Like, not really. They do have they do have multiple sculpts, so maybe it's possible. Maybe. Um, But to read the description from Essence Feel, it says, "Roll the dice and lead your forces to victory with Lando Calrissian Commander Expansion." That's noted. He's not an operative; he's a commander, uh, which is good because operatives and rebels, as we know, is a competitive spot, right? 
Yeah. One of the most infamous gamblers in the Star Wars galaxy, Lando Calrissian, injects more unpredictability into your battle, keeping your opponent guessing your next move. But not every bet pays off, and you'll have to be careful not to give away, give your enemy forces any unneeded advantages. Within this expansion, you'll find a beautifully detailed, unpainted, hard plastic Lando Calrissian miniature that can make your own with several ways to customize his cape and pose. This miniature is accompanied by a unit card, his three signature command cards, a flaw card, and six upgrade cards. So um, right off the bat, we know he's got a flaw card, um, you know, based off of this description. And I guess speculation goes on from there. I mean, gambling and unpredictability, again, just like the pose, Lando Calrissian, like nailed. Yeah, I love it. They did a really, I mean, everything about this face sculpt is like, you look at some of the old face sculpts, some of the original Legion face sculpts, like Han and Leia, even, I mean, honestly, even like Padme, um, some of those, like they've come a long Don't way. Don't get him started. <laughs> That's like that's like one subject we can't touch with Zach is Padme's face. I mean, you like they're doing a great job with this new stuff. Callus's too looks. Sorry, I guess I just spoiled the next segment. Callus unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's got a helmet over half of it, it's like it's the sh- features are very sharp. It is a protective um, shield for that beautiful, that beautiful mutton chops. Okay. Yeah, you got to protect those mutton chops from laser blasts. I you know, I mean, you can't singe those things. I kind of hope you can build them without a helmet on. Oh, I, I yeah, I'll be very disappointed if you can't do like the just helmetless full mutton chop, Agent Callus. Um, Why don't we talk about Agent Callus since that was the second second yeah, thing? Yeah, I, I, I kind of alluded to it in the opening, like with rebels and stuff. Um, I feel like Callus is going to be a mixed bag with um, Legion players just because he's a defector. Um, so if you play Imperials, I could see you being like, ah, oh, spoiler alert. Oh, well, nah, I, I can't really. I, that's part of the discussion here. So to yeah. be fair, we are now, I think, two for two as Imperials on getting defectors before <laughs> their defection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't being the first one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I think that's great because. Well, hang on. Three for three, Darth Vader. Ooh, uh, that seems loose. I don't, he, he dies before he can defect. Another spoiler. He, he definitely he the might, tr- he might he turn to the, the good side, but he definitely doesn't join the rebellion. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Iden and Callus are awesome because, like, uh, at least I feel like they are. I don't play Imperials, so maybe some like I can understand playing Imperials and be like, oh, well, the defectors. I don't want to play them. Where's Thrawn? And I'm a big Thrawn fan. Don't get me wrong, but they are being pulled from different media. And I really enjoy that when Legion does that. Like, I think like, and as much as like movies are great, I love all the movies. I love all of the media. So like for them to just pull from rebels or pull from video games and the books, it just goes to show you that like the possibility. And we had this discussion with Luke, you know, a couple episodes ago, like he said, that like there's all sorts of possibilities. It just goes to show you that that's actually true when you bring a, a character like Callus into the game. It's interesting, right? It was, once Sabine was in the game, we knew it was only a matter of time before Empire got a Rebels TV show character. I'm interested when they start, that they would start with Callus. That's that's interesting. I think a lot of people were like, oh, where's my Inquisitor? Right? Yeah, I, like, I was the expecting Grand Inquisitor? Grand Inquisitor to be the first one on the block, frankly. Yeah. 
Callus is like a very, especially in the early part of that show, though, he's like the primary antagonist. Yes, he's the main, I love he's the main guy. I mean, uh, to be fair, we, we, we haven't gotten any whiff of the guy I really want from Rebels. He's is blue. Is He runs. My boy Thrall. <laughs> Chopper. <Tris>. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Thrawn's a delicate piece because, like, the books now are giving him a more fleshed out area where he could be in the field. I mean, but if you th- if you think about the old trilogy, like if you think about the original trilogy he was in and stuff, I could understand how he'd be more of a space combat than he would be an on the ground. But like, I totally see why you would want him in this game because he's starting to become more of a ground commander than. It. I mean, he's I'm, involved in like ground combat way more than Palpatine is. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, totally. One hundred percent. But I also think like the books are like the new books specifically yeah. like the chiss ascendancy books um are almost fleshing it out enough that like we could get like a chiss army you know oh, like I, goodbye uh, clones hello chiss every unit has cunning <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> but um <laughs> well, speaking of cunning why don't we read gallus's thing because it might be implied that he might be cunning i don't know uh it says hunt your enemies to the far ends of the galaxy with agent callus commander expansion so again it's it's laid out that he's a commander uh ruthless and cunning imperial security bureau agent alexander callus although I don't know if that's spelled correctly or not on the website. We'll stop at nothing to suppress dissent and bring order to the galaxy. Now he can lead your Imperial forces as they hunt any rebel cells. Within this expansion, you'll find a finely detailed, unpainted, hard plastic Agent Callus miniature that you can customize to fit your own style. Beyond this, seven upgrade cards. Oh, that's interesting. Lando has six and Callus has seven. That's notable. Uh, including his J-19 bow rifle, invite you to outfit Agent Callus for battle while his three signature command cards help you explore new strategies to seek to quell the rebellion. Um, so speaking of his bow rifle, and Mike, since you hadn't seen the uh, the Lando model, have a little peek at that Callus model, which I think you alluded to actually by saying a helmet. That model, it's, I, know the, I know he has the, the helmet on, but that model is beautiful. Yeah, so I actually, I had seen this model. I hadn't seen the Lando one. Um, and so we were talking about, like, Spiel as as it was going on, or Essen, and, um, you know, somebody remarked in Discord, like, oh, they, you know, they spoiled um, Lando and Callus, and Evan immediately goes, oh, Callus better have a have a you know like a bayonet on his rifle or whatever and um i like turned to the picture and i was like well dude i think you're i think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised and (laughs) that is not a bayonet that is a full blood that is his that is his bull rifle in like that might be bigger than what it's scaled in in uh, rebels that's how big it looks on that model but uh, no it's pretty big in rebels no you watch that fight scene between him and zone yeah and i think that's in season one uh i mean those things are big (laughs) Yeah, it's early on. It might be season. See, well, he brings it out in season one, and then there's a lot of episodes where it comes out in season two. Um, are you are you referring to the fight that they have on the asteroid or whatever? Oh, what a great what an episode! That is a great where they, where they get like trapped together. No, that is no, one, there's, there's a fight they have on. Uh, uh, I'm not remembering the planet now, but there it's it's like Lothal. You know, yes, they have a fight yeah. on Lothal. Good grief! I, I think. Um, yeah, 
I think Kyle's right where it comes out in season one, which leads to that asteroid episode. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. yeah, it, Kyle's it, brags about killing his countrymen and all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I mean, it gives more weight to the battle because the the bow rifle that Callus has is from Zeb's home planet. Right. Well, or, it's, or it, if I recall like correctly, it's not just from his home planet. It's like it's like the the weapon that like the honor guard for like his nation's government uses. Like it's it's not, it would be like stealing like a weapon from the Secret Service and like t- toting it around and using it to like fight Americans with, right? Like it's I mean not that the Secret Service really have like a signature it's... weapon, but you get the idea. It'd be like going to the like english palace and stealing one of the like staffs from like one of those oh people. i was gonna say captain um, america shield <laughs> there you go yeah exactly yeah. That, that's like, what it would be like um so it's kind of a statement <laughs> a little bit yeah it's and this model looks cool but i'm i'm definitely with you i i hope there's a helmetless full mutton chop version available i don't collect imperials but i am buying callus Let's put it that way. <laughs> but I'm a huge Rebels fan, so it just goes I, like any Rebels character I would probably buy. Yeah, it's so, it's cool. I'm I'm in a unique position now. I'm not. I think I'm like done buying like, uh, y- like non-hero units for factions that I don't really play, like droids and Rebels. But like picking up commanders and operatives is like, like super. It's not a big deal, you know. You're like, oh, I'm gonna yeah, sure, I'll pick up Lando. I'm I'm not gonna buy any. I like I haven't bought Mandos or anything, but like, twelve bucks or you know twenty bucks for Lando or whatever, and you get to play a completely different army. Basically, so it's like all right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful sculpt. Likely gonna come at a very reasonable price. Um, there's no reason not to like. It. I play Rebels, right? I don't really own an Imperial army. I own Boba Fett because dang it, that sculpt was just so cool. And I might pick this one up just because the sculpt is great. And it's just something fun to paint. Yep. I'm excited. All right. Speaking of being excited, I'm even more excited for this next thing, which is Luke Skywalker alternate sculpt. We're, we're going to have an argument on this, I think. I'm ready Uh-oh. for it, but we're going to have, we're, let's do it. Okay, so here's 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 what we know. I don't know what the argument's going to be, but all right, let's go. Yeah, I'm, there's I'm there's there is apparently a limited edition Luke Skywalker expansion that is uh, being provided to stores that order direct with Asmodee, and so apparently, if if your store places an order with Asmodee USA Distribution in the month of November, they get three limited edition Luke Skywalker Commander expansions. And this appears to be like the Hoth version of Luke in the pilot suit. Arguably the most iconic version in a lot of ways. I know Return of the Jedi one is, but there's something about that flight suit in Empire Strikes Back. And I have like, oh, it's yeah, it's definitely iconic. I wouldn't say it's as iconic as Jedi in black robes, Jedi Luke, but yeah, uh, I'd have to agree there. Um, But anyway, clearly a cool version of Commander Luke, right? uh, it's sweet. It looks awesome. The model is great. I have a problem with how they're doing this. Well, so here's right, and I think I know where you're going with this. They don't really, they don't really tell give stores any sort of uh, requirements for how to distribute these. You know, stores could give it out as tournament prizes, which there aren't really right now. Um, stores could just eBay them. Stores could sell them locally. I mean, there's no like. It seems like it's going to be the Wild West a little bit as far as getting a hold of these things. Well, and, and like, so historically, 
the issue with like if you go to a convention which is kind of where i think this was meant for like i feel like this was meant for gen con and like they couldn't do it because like gen con didn't happen right yeah so which which fine like i'm glad they're still like giving it out or whatever and that and that's an assumption just to be clear like i don't know if that's fact but it seems like it's reasonable um but like in all those conventions vendors are not allowed to touch um unique special stuff for like very good reasons because they end up getting scalped every time and instead of like having this like a direct buy off the Asmodee website that like end users can get they're like just giving it to vendors and saying do with it what you will like it's like like that's that's the 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 link that has always been the the corrupt issue and i'm sure that there are stores out there that will do this well um but i fully expect to see like a hundred lukes go up on ebay for like two to three hundred dollars um as as soon as the i mean i don't know how many there are but like there doesn't seem to be any suggestion on limit from the article or whatever they put out right like we don't know how widespread this is right we don't know this we have no idea of the supply right right and and like what we do know is that geographically it is limited in that like there i'm you know i was reading some of the discord posts like i don't think australians can like get direct asmodee distribution like they can't actually purchase things as retailers from their store so they can't even like be a part of it i don't know i have a lot of issues with it in that frame i think the model is great the sculpt is cool this feels like uh kind of like a like a a pitch to the running back because you're about to get sacked last minute um to, to kind of get it out the door and that may be what it is it just like it feels like it could have had a little bit more uh in a thought put behind it yeah especially since there's no tournaments right now for, for the most part like there are some areas that are doing you know local games and stuff again because it you know the natural way to do this would be to like give these out as tournament prizes right but since that's not really a thing still in a lot of areas, I feel like their only recourse is either to wait until that's possible, which who knows when that could be, or just scalp them. So right, or like do they could do like a a, a lottery or something, but that doesn't yeah. feel super great. I think like I don't know. There's just like a lot of. Um, I I do think that like having them be tournament prizes makes the most sense, and I and I hope that you know there's talk I think uh, among our locals that they're gonna do some sort of. Um, like league where you can report games digitally if you play them at home or whatever, like, which, which sounds great. Um, but our store is also like a lot more accommodating (laughs) than most. So, um, you know, I, I feel for people that don't have that infrastructure and backbone in their communities. Um, so, I mean, it's just super awkward because like I met, so I messaged my store with, with, uh, the like announcement and i was like you know if you do get these i would be interested i just don't know how you're gonna do it right because like i mean i spend a lot of money at my local store i only buy at my local store i don't buy a thing online i I will go to my local store and buy my stuff and i know i'm like one of the few rebel players and you know and that goes to that store and i do a lot when it comes to like setting up tournaments and and stuff like that but like 
who says that I'm the one that's supposed to get one of those? Like, like I'm not like I message them like saying, Hey, I would love one of these. I I would give you money for one of these. You, you and 30 other people. Right. But right, like, exactly. But like, so will everyone else. So like, I don't like, it's such an awkward position. Like I didn't want to message them, but if I don't message them, then they might not even know about it. And then maybe they don't order from Asmodee direct. And I don't think they do. If I'm being honest, I think my store orders through another supplier. So now I'm kind of like giving them an incentive to do this one order to in order to get these in order to get these Luke's as I like slap my mic. I caught it with my reflexes. Now, so mind furious. You. Um, I don't know. I'm just getting my hands are getting involved. Yeah. Force reflexes. Uh, um, but like, reflexes. <laughs> but like it puts me in an awkward position now because I'm the one that informs them. Well, it's, and, it doesn't even, I, and I'm it's like, not just I'm kind of like, I want one. No, no, I, right. I, I mean, it's like, not just but, me, but, for sure. but like, it's the stores that are being put in the most awkward position. I, like the yeah. stores that are trying to be honest, I think that are in kind of a tight spot. Like, okay, I have three of these. Like what, yeah. what am I supposed to do with three that doesn't involve a tournament? You know, like I, that, that makes my, that that makes more than three of my customers happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it, I mean, the, they're good. There's not a lot of answers to that. I hate exclusives. Just to throw that out there, I just hate <laughs> all of them. Well, like I, I, I just don't. Well, if it's done properly, it's a different story. I think right? GW does it pretty well in that they generally make it available online, like yeah. through their web store. Like if you, even if you go and and I might be misquoting this a little bit, but like a lot of companies are like okay if you go to this convention or whatever and there's this thing that you can buy you can also like get it on our web store that day right mm-hmm. and i don't really understand why we're not seeing i mean this is just something completely different out of left field completely like this doesn't even feel like it's for us it feels like it's for the stores to get them to buy direct from asmodee yeah which it it's just like I don't yeah. know. It this feels is, weird. Like, why gonna... did you even like, I, like, I, did they release the article on their, on their main site? Not that I know of. Yeah. I'm not actually like, clear on where this is from. Okay. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like at the end of the day, this isn't for, this is incentive. Not, this is not incentive for the players, right? This is incentive for the store. The right. players lose at the end of the day. Absolutely. There's, absolute, there's absolutely, there's absolutely no reason for these stores not to just eBay this stuff. I mean, to it, be f- it, 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 hang on, man. It's like it takes no, no, the good. pressure off the store owner from from what Zach's scenario is. Like, do I do, do I try to honor my long timers? And then, like, if I have more than three long timers, who's get, who am I going to piss off? Which of my customers do I choose to piss off so I can get this model out? So they they should just eBay because then there's no pressure. It's highest bidder. I we sorry right? man, we weren't eligible. And while yeah, they, they just like you know scope them off for six hundred bucks, yeah, it's they a just win-win. lie through their teeth and say no, we didn't get it. But then they yeah. actually did. You know, it's it's a it's kind of a lose for the store in that way. Yeah, to some degree. Right. The whole incentive structure seems very awkward on this on this promotion. I really hope that I can get one somehow. Me too. Um, I mean, you will be able to. It's called eBay, where you well, sold all without those paying sweet, a bunch of money. Well, sweet work six hundred dollars. No, however the heck it's going to go. No, that is not a true statement, Michael. Because I know this as someone that would sell like one of my kidneys for an Obi Wan essence spiel from last year. That is not something you can find. I'm going to kill you, Kyle. Um, that maybe is not I'll be able to trade one of these bad boys. 
Yeah, that is not no, something. <laughs> Listen, no, this, do you know how desperate? Oh my god, I love that sculpt. And you know how That's desperate good. I am. I messaged Kyle like, "Hey, do you know if Gordon did anything with his Obi Wan? Like, because I know that the world's players got one for participating." And I'm like, "Hey, do you know like does Gordon play clones? I know he likes Rebels. Like, is he willing to sell his Obi Wan? Because I literally cannot find it anywhere. There was one supposedly on Reddit that I e- like I messaged the guy like ten times like." Hey, I will buy this model at, at X price. There was no like physical proof that he actually had the model. Um, I was willing to, you know, to give it a go though. Like, so while I, I think there'll be more Luke's than there were Obi-Wan's to be fair, it just, it's, it's a more awkward situation because at least the Obi-Wan's were purchased at S and Spiel last year. Whereas this Luke thing is just, yeah, it's just an awkward. It's, it's weird and awkward. Yeah. I mean, I stand by, like, those should have been available on their website. Like, it was a bad business decision not to do that. Um, Agree. Agree. Like, I I mean, uh, does anybody other than Kyle have any of the, either the Vader or the Kenobi? No. Negative. Okay. So, I, I mean, I don't know how many people know about it. Like, th- they're weird kits, and, like, I understand why they were a limited run. I wish they didn't print them like they did. I mean, they're resin. Yep, right and the they're yeah. they're in like some weird pieces and they're in <laughs> they don't come on sprues or anything there it was it was honestly so i did an unboxing video for this yeah whenever whenever we got it like a year ago and uh you can i put it together i think on the video and it's it's a little weird to assemble it's yeah, the man it's not clear on what their manufacturing process was exactly was yours encased in like three layers of foam yeah yeah it's like you you take it off and it's just like it's like a brick of foam and you like have to like un unpeel it so that it's i don't know it's it was really it's, weird it's clearly not like a mass produced thing it's clearly a one off right. type situation that that's where I was headed with that like yeah. somebody like someone packaged this themselves like as opposed to it coming off a conveyor belt and getting put into a box um you know. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I I don't play clones, so like I'd love to, but I just I can't get rid of this thing because it's like the only thing we got. So yeah, well, I mean, if I knew you were willing and able, I would you know definitely be like, hey, Kyle, here's like you know a few hundred dollars, just send that thing up to me. But I know you're not willing and able. So that's yeah, and that's super awkward anyway because you're my friend, and if I was. I would like, still pay you the money because that I is know. the going price of it, I and know. maybe I'd even throw in a kidney. Well, when <laughs> when I scalp a Luke off eBay, we can trade. <laughs> well let's I, I don't want to have that conversation right now it's just yeah it's super awkward especially with friends because it's like i'll just give it to you but i yeah anyway um listen no 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 a good friend will understand that that is the going price of the item they will pay you for yeah, yeah, yeah. I, rather than get you a favor and yeah be, oh, let's not I'll, get into it he's he's staying right here i'm gonna pay him he's going on my shelf but there's friend um, codes and that's one of them okay yeah yeah Anyway, you guys reminded me of this, so I'm literally typing emails while I'm muted to every store owner that I know. <laughs> Trying to get hold of one of these. Well, and this is, this is the other thing. Like, they don't do a great job advertising stuff, generally. You know, and so I... If, if you're listening to this cast and you're concerned about getting your hands on one of these, like, you should probably start with contacting your store. It's kind of awkward, kind of weird... You know, you're certainly not guaranteed anything, but I mean, otherwise there's not going to be any in your area. Um, so. Yeah. Anyway, 
I'm excited to at least have these out in the wild. It's good that, you know, it seems like they had, like, I think your speculation is, is probably close and it's good that at least they're getting them out there period instead of just yeah, not I doing mean, anything with I'm, them. I'm glad they're but, not like burning promotional items yeah. like Brendan France would, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, well, that's a little different. But. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I just took, took a quick jab. Um, yeah. <laughs> Love you. That was, yeah, like has, a, that was more like a tournament organizer obligations there. That's a very different That's situation. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's the incentive structure here is a little weird and awkward. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on to to the main topic of today. Get ready for advanced tactics. So we got a full blown Anakin Skywalker preview. Yeah, we did, and um, you know, I think that. Uh, this is pretty interesting. We, I mean, basically, I mean, full blown is full blown. I think. I think we got everything. We got all his command cards. Um, we got all his, all of his flawed cards. We got it. We got his flaw card. Um, you know, there's we, more than one. I would puke. Right. Um, I, I actually think, and we could talk about this a little later. And um, hopefully, by the time you're hearing this cast, I've already put out my Anakin article that is almost done at the time of recording this. I promise Kyle. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was actually, it was impromptu. So don't hate me people. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I actually think, um, this kit, Anakin and upgrades included is a much bigger game changer than a lot of things we've seen recently. Um, I think, um, all of the upgrades that were spoiled in this pack are super playable. That's that's not super common. <laughs> um, and I think I think the, it's possible that upgrades are more important than Anakin. Uh, yeah, I, that's where I was headed. No, I, I totally agree. But let's let's get down the down yeah, the road on that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, let's talk about Anakin first. Um, I mean, uh, Zach, you're kind of the the guy in the Republic that likes to use lightsabers. Do you want us to take us through this or? Yeah, this is a multi-layered situation. Um, I'm going to first start off before I get into the card, right? I think Anakin is actually probably one of the most well-designed units in Legion. Um, And what I mean by that is it feels like Anakin Skywalker. And I'm not saying that other units don't, but it feels like, and I'm going to go through this when I start talking about command cards. Anakin Skywalker is one of the most, like, polarizing figures in all of star wars if not the most and where you see him from episode one to where he is in episode three and so on and so forth there's a character progression whether you like him in the movies or not that's not really that's more of a dialogue issue that i've pointed out before but if you watch the clone wars tv show which i think that this is more based on this feels like the anakin skywalker that you watch kind of like grow up before your eyes on the TV show. Um, so let's go to the base. And then when I go over the command cards, I'll kind of explain why I feel that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, so just to kind of interject a little bit there, I, this whole pack is like, it feels like it's just like drenched in theme and, Oh, and it's like, beautiful. Like, like it's, it's clearly very intricately like woven into like how the plot of his story arc and, and stuff like that um in a, in a way that i think we haven't really seen before which is cool um no so, i totally agree yeah totally like you see it you see it in the art of the cards really right um 
so like, let's go over it, right? So he's Anakin Skywalker. He's a base of 160, which we knew from Gen Con. He has jump, which we knew from Gen Con. We knew that he would have, I'm probably going to butcher this. It's the gem. So mastery um, might just be a silent Dean. Just gem. So yeah, probably just gem. So um, we knew that he had it, but we didn't know what it did. <clears throat> now it is while defending. If you spend a dodge token, you gain surge block. And if at least one hit or crit result was canceled, the attacker suffers one wound. So basically it's a guaranteed deflect, uh, which we'll get onto more after I go over the card. Uh, flawed, it says add a flaw card to your opponent's hand. Immune pierce, tempted. You can equip force upgrades of any alignment, which is really cool. Uh, impact three, pierce three, six health, three for the suppression threshold. Uh, Anakin's, it's a well-debated thing here. Anakin's lightsaber, he throws five red. Uh, he does not surge on either side. Now, the debate, of course, is that Luke Skywalker has Anakin's lightsaber and he throws six black. Um, but, of course, the discussion would be, well, Anakin's a better saber user, so he has better dice, essentially. Um, so that's the base of Anakin, but... There's so much more to him. And let's go over that with his command cards real quick, right? We knew what a hero of the, of the Clone Wars was. It's permanent. Anakin Skywalker gains exemplar reliable too. And at the end of his activation, if he's not at range one to two of a friendly unit, he gains one suppression token. The suppression factor is also permanent. It is confirmed by Luke Eddy on the Discord. That is, that it, like, it is assumed by reading the card, but it's confirmed. Um, his two pip, which is you underestimate my power. The artwork is amazing. It's Anakin fighting Dooku. Um, it's permanent. Anakin Skywalker gains Surge Crit and Master of the Force 1. At the end of his activation, if he did not perform an attack, he gains one suppression token. One pip. This is where the fun begins. Now, if you've watched Season 7 of Clone Wars, this is where the art is basically from, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks familiar from Season 7. Um, it's a permanent, it only issues, oh, so just a reference, these cards only issue Anakin Skywalker on the two and the one pip, and on the three pip, it's Anakin and two units, which is notable, but a two pip only gives out one order. Back to the one pip, though. It is permanent, Anakin Skywalker gains outmaneuver and relentless. At the end of his activation, if he was not the first friendly unit to activate during the current round, he gains one suppression token. Now, before we get into the flawed card, those are his command cards, um, and that's what I mean by telling a story, right? Like all of these cards are basically Anakin gaining keywords. So he costs 160, which is reasonable. And he starts to gain these keywords over the course of the game. But there's so much drawback. He has to be at range of a unit. He has to be the first unit that attacks. He has to be the first unit to activate, or he starts to pile up suppression. Um so what do you guys think of these command cards and how they're going to function? Uh, and then we'll get into the flawed card. If you include the web, the keywords on his weapon, man's got 12 keywords. Once it's all <laughs> out. David's over here. Like it's a, it's a gar unit. Got to count the keywords. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> man's a uh, where's, where's where's pretty good unit. Where's once you get all those cards out there. Hmm. Um, so, I think that, like, um, first of all, I think it, 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 like, tells a story, but it also, um, 
it's super interesting that he kind of like at the beginning of the game he's kind of like a padawan he's basically luke without charge right yeah at the end yeah. of the game he's like like speed two jumping darth vader right yeah he's like um, cutting fools in half and yeah like getting, getting his force powers back um and and like all of his um evolution like comes at a cost right like all of him getting better and like becoming a jedi knight like comes at a cost of kind of his soul which i think is not a jedi master not a jedi master clearly (laughs) clearly um and i think we can we can talk about it later on like if we think that uh anakin or kenobi is better um but we can get into that um but Zach, can you just outline your initial question again? Because I no, just what do you think of like the command cards and like how it how it is on the face of things before we get into the real drawback? because so, the cards have drawback, but the, it's the the final key to the puzzle, which we'll get to, into, is the actual drawback, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think you always, with very little exception, play his three pip on turn one. I. I you know the drawback is not really a drawback um, for the most part. It's it's definitely the least impactful one. Like keeping Anakin at, at range of another friendly, like range two of another friendly unit, is not hard. Specifically in the beginning stages of the game, where your clone ball is bunched up, you're ready to go, and reliable to an exemplar are kind of hard to give up. You want them as soon as possible. Um, reliable specifically you know um, you're just kind of you're making search tokens for free you're printing money right Um, we all know how that goes at this point Um, so I think I think you always play that card on turn one Um, maybe maybe you don't if you're playing like a Padme Anakin list and you like divulge her command card and then you play this on two um, because you have to play hers on one I could see that if if that list is a thing. I'm not sure it is, but um, yeah, I, I think. I mean, I I like him with Padme, but the command card issues, which we can get into later, is a major problem. It totally is. Continue and, with what you're going. Yeah. So, and I think his two pip and one pip, I think, compete a little bit for what they're trying to do. Um, so, I actually think uh, his his one pip is is probably like it feels like you're supposed to go three two one. In, in the order in which you play them, like story wise, but I actually think that the order is often going to be three one two, um, just because it, it, I don't know. You often don't need Master of the Forest until you're engaged. Um, it, it's going to depend on like what you kid him out with, um, but I I sort of think that you're playing the three on one or two if you have Padme, and then you're probably not playing his other cards until four or five or six. Um, it's notable that all of these drawbacks don't matter if you play the card on turn six, um, for the most part, um, because he gets the suppression after he activates. So if you play it on six, like there's really no drawback um, because you never have to check that suppression token. Um, so I, I do I do think that you're playing the last the two and the one on four, five, and six just because. You, oftentimes you don't need those keywords until he gets into the thick of it. He's going to be playing pretty defensive for a variety of reasons. The biggest one we haven't gotten into yet. Um, I don't know. What, what what do you guys think? Yeah, it's interesting. So just thematically, there was, there was a lot of speculation before this preview article, like, well, which version of Anakin are we getting? 
And the answer is basically all of them. Right. Like, right. like we, we're getting the progression as opposed to right. like a snapshot in time. Right. Which I think is cool. But there's a cost to that besides the flaw card. And it is that with the possible exception of uh, his three pip, which has some, rel- you know, exemplar and reliable are both somewhat unique keywords for a Sabre user. Um, like the, the command cards don't really do anything except give him keywords, right? Now they're good keywords, clearly, right? Like surge crit, master of the force, outmaneuver, relentless, reliable, exemplar. These are all great keywords but they're keywords that other force users have in some combination printed on their unit card with the exception of exemplar and reliable. Yeah. And he's not like getting a free dodge token or, you know, like, well, well, that's, that's what I mean is like the command cards don't do anything else except give them the keywords. They're great keywords, but you know, unlike Luke, he doesn't have command cards that give him free dodge tokens. You know, he doesn't have command cards that give him extra attacks. He doesn't have command cards with other unique effects. Like, um, you know, I am a Jedi where you can negate other attacks or full of surprises where you get extra defense dice on a roll, um, serve where you can control enemy unit. These are all Commander Luke examples, but even if you look at Vader, right? Like Vader has cards that do things besides grant keywords, pretty much all of them, right? Like Vader's, look at Vader's might, right? You can relocate a unit. That's a very unique, useful thing that only that command card can do. So while it's great that he's getting the soup of keywords you know, he doesn't, not that he doesn't have a command hand, clearly he has a command hand, but his command cards don't like, they don't do unique things besides just make his unit card beefier, if that makes sense. The unique thing they do is is kind of bad. Well, it's not bad because you're paying 160 points for a force user that ultimately will have like more keywords than Jedi Luke. Right, yeah. right. You're you're paying 160 points for like if you had all these keywords on turn one, he'd cost like 200 right. something. Well, right? what I meant right. was the unique effect on each card really is the suppression, right? That's the unique effect. Yeah, because it, it's the suppression under different circumstances. Right. And I was actually thinking as you we were talking, it was sort of like you know, yeah, you know, it's at least he's not as bad as Boba because he gets to keep these keywords beyond the turn these command cards get played. It's not like he has one weapon this turn and then it goes away. At least you still have that. But he's a commander that kind of transforms into an operative in a sense. Because I, I think your point is, is a good one because these only enhance him. So the rest of your army is kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever, guys. I'm busy tapping into the dark side over here and getting, and getting beefy. And just, yeah, the- I was going to say, just of note, he is a commander, and I forgot to mention this. He has no command slot, though. Oh, interesting. Right. But, you know, it like his three pip does actually, you know, between exemplar and reliable too, it does help other units. That one does. But his other two definitely don't do anything other than make like Anakin Skywalker the model more raw, give give him more raw power. Right. Yep. Yep. It doesn't do anything like uh like say Rex. Right. Rex is like I get inspire, I get recover. And I also give more face ups to all my buddies. Like and I make units shoot farther. Of course, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just talking about we're not programmed for as an example, but you had to bring up clankers. You just had to. I mean, theoretically. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, Kyle. That wasn't me. <laughs> theoretically, you could give him like saber throw and offensive push if you brought him with Rex and saber throw at range three, right? I think. I mean, yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't know if this is the right time to talk about combos, but I've been like dreaming up some some crazy combos like 
you can do some some nuts stuff with saber throw fire support off this guy especially once you put that one pip down because he'll have relentless and jump so you can do some crazy acrobatic saber tossing you totally and then can. fire support it <laughs> I, I do think this command hand kind of going back to what you were talking about kyle with like it all is like permanent effects but none of it is super splashy like you're not handing out dodge tokens and stuff like the lack of a one pip that is um <clears throat> kind of like in the son of skywalker category because because a lot of well, one pips are right it's specifically for jedi um like fear surprise intimidation you know palps uh i forget what it's called right now and now you'll die and now you will die mm-hmm. um implacable you know uh kenobi's hello there like th- they're all super you know grievous's you know spin attack um they all do they all have like an extra you get to swing again or you get extra damage dice or or whatever and anakin just kind of sitting there like I've got my five red dice, you know, um, and like I don't get to go. I don't have cunning. I don't, you know, any of this stuff. Um, I do think that he's lacking a little bit of splash on on his on his one pip. Like if there was any place that I wanted there to be splash, that's where it would be. Um, it seems like he benefits from getting stuck in early, and then once you accumulate these keywords, like the benefit of those keywords accumulates over several turns, but he doesn't have like a one turn bursty wombo combo like some of the other saber users have. I mean, yeah, that's true. I, I will say that um, this is the first unit that has jump and can take force choke and a speed two. Um, oh yeah. Which, which is not trivial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close to trivial. You know? um, so, I mean, I, I sort of assume that, that, um, you know, we'll probably see jump and speed two on Maul as well. That seems pretty reasonable. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that to some extent, like, he might not need something splashy because the splashy is built into the, the tempted keyword because he can take dark side force powers. He can jump over the wall, slaughter a squad, force choke another one, and then, you know, force push the third and be completely safe or whatever. Um, yeah and that's horrifying because he's got like he's got relentless like he doesn't even need to like you know well if he's played the one pip yeah yeah i mean like conceivably you could play all of these before you get into the thick of it right if if you can properly manage them that's um, fair you know like uh, i actually think his um like his, his three and two pip like if you have if only one of these triggers, I think is generally pretty easy to manage. Um, yeah. Well, you got to staple endurance to him. Yeah. yeah. I think you put endurance on him and you, you probably need to find a way to get strict orders in the list, whether it's bringing Rex uh, or Padme, or uh, we haven't seen the stats for the generic, but I'm assuming the generic's going to have a command slot. Like, I do think you want to find a way to get strict orders in this list for a lot of reasons, because Anakin's going to have an order Probably the whole game. So, um, so you can at least mitigate one. Well, there's except, one turn he's not going to have an order. Except the one, well, I was just going to say, except the one turn, uh, which is not a story the Jedi would tell you, um, I, which is his flaw Before card. we get into this, I want to I wanna circle back around to strict orders because I actually yeah. think it's not as good as you think it is. But we need to understand the next card to understand. Well, 
it's Let's, not as good. It's not as good when it comes to the flaw card, but I still think it's good for suppression mitigation over the course of a game potentially. It depends on it depends on what's going on. So let's read the flaw card and then we'll circle back because I do have some comments on the two pip. But let's just go to the flaw card. Um, you may play this card at the start of the command phase if there is an enemy Anakin Skywalker with at least one suppression token. That enemy Anakin Skywalker cannot be issued orders. So that is a card that you hand to your opponent, and they get to play that at the command phase. So basically, they will make sure that they play it on a turn they know that it will trigger, of course. I mean, if it has, if Anakin has a suppression token or multiple, it triggers. Um, Which basically, all those command cards we just read to you, what do they do? They add suppression tokens to Anakin unless he fulfills what is on those cards. Uh, which is specifically why I agree with Mike, where you probably want to go, going to want to go three, one, two with your cards. Um, because at least the one pip, you're going to have the, if he's not the first friendly unit to activate during this current card and for current round, he gains one suppression. But the two pip acts in a way where he wants to go first anyways, because he's gaining surge crit, he's gaining master of the force. And the timing of it will all work in a situation that works best for Anakin. Um, I will say back to circling back on one thing, force choke being able to be put on Anakin is the only reason why I think I would bring the two pip. Otherwise I would contemplate not bringing the two pip on Anakin. If, if I'm being straight up because I hate the drawback on the two pip being that he has to attack that round. There's ways around getting it. And the reason why I say this is because nine out of 10 times, or maybe nine and a half out of 10 times, I don't see myself taking force saber throw on Anakin because push and choke, the value you get out of both is almost, and he only has two force slots. Okay. So push and choke. I don't see any other force card you're taking. I mean, no offense to any of the force cards. I love force cards. I'm a force user all day long, but how do I leave the house and not bring force push and force joke on Anakin Skywalker. Try and talk me out of it because I don't know if you can. Uh, so, go for it, Dave. No, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't know. There's like there's two. Well, choke specifically, right? Choke is really cool, right? It's also got a lot of like, you know, as, as Mike likes to say, it's toolsy. You can choke a unit leader. You can do all kinds of cool stuff with it, right? We people discuss that a lot. But I feel like, I feel like if you can use jump to get somewhere with saber throw and deny cover. Anakin has pierce three. So in terms of just like auto damage, you know, you're going to get three through at range two potentially, and just do three wounds at range two without even using choke or anything like that. So that's my feeling about saber about throw over choke. But I mean, maybe choke is maybe choke is just better because you have more options at that point. It depends on your style, right? Because there's the style of Jedi where you're like zoning for for a gun line, which you know that's probably what you're gonna do. You do it with Obi Wan, you do it with Anakin, because Anakin is, you know, kind of a, you know, he's semi analogous to Luke, right? He has the same stat line essentially, and so he can probably fulfill the same function. And clones have that crazy awesome gun line that they're going to need defending potentially from melee. Um, But at the same time, you know, you can play him aggressive. And if you're playing him aggro, then choke is probably great for you because you can do your, 
your big melee hit and then choke on top of it. So there's lots of, there's, you know, multiple angles here that we can approach it at. In terms of not taking the two pip though, like, I don't know, man. I, I still feel like even on red dice, you want that surge. Well, you don't want to be it, left high and dry. It's notable that because he has reliable two, he does kind of have surge already. Yeah, yeah it is true. Like, like Although you want to I, save those for defensive roles. You, well, of course. You, you totally course. do, but like, if you're in the middle of a melee and and like you need a surge, you're gonna spend it, right? Like, I, I, I agree. It's... I agree that I don't think you should leave the two pip at home. Just to be clear, I think it's less about mm-hmm. the surge for me though, and way more about master of the force. It's, ma- it's oh, yeah. about master of the force yeah. and getting back a force power more than it is about the surge. Like if master of the force was not on that card, I probably would not take it. Let's be but because real, it's being able on to that force card. push every turn. No, I think <laughs> I actually think you're going to be refreshing choke a lot more than push. It's possible. So here's a hot take. But I actually think that you're both right. Okay. I think you're cutting force push. Throw choke. Bro See, choke. Yes. And it, let mm. hear me out on this argument. No, okay, I, okay. I get it. I get it. So, um I've played a lot of Operative Vader. Their melee pool is the same, except Anakin's is better because he has Surge to crit. <laughs> um, he's he's either going to wipe a squad or he's going to wipe a squad down to the unit leader and then you can just choke it if, if you need to get out of melee most of the time. It, it depends on your, what you're using push for. It, right? it is. Like if, if you're using it for disengage then the choke is just as good in that situation. Absolutely. Um, I also think tenacity is stapled to him. Um, he's got two training slots. You should not leave home. It's it's probably tenacity endurance. Um, we can talk about endurance later. But, um, you know, it, his melee attack is really not five red. It's six most of the time. Um, he's, he's a surge to crit Darth Vader speed two. Um a lot of the time with force choke and, and I think saber throw or push. And, and I think you're probably actually taking saber throw um, for a variety of reasons. And I think the fact that it allows you to be a little bit more conservative and play the two pip early um, and like jump and throw something and not trigger the suppression is a really big deal of like keeping you out of the, you know, given to your anger, uh, <laughs> box, right. you know, um, the penalty box, if you will, you know, um, that's just my take on it. I, I do think that like, um, like for instance, when I'm playing operative Vader, uh, I am almost always refreshing force choke over push it. They, uh, like 80% of the time they do the same thing. Um, and it is good to have both. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I do think that there is value in saber throw here. Um, specifically, David, you had pointed out that he can deny cover with jump. I think that's mm-hmm. a really big deal. If I could jump on top of a building with Vader and then like saber throw stuff, I'd be doing it left, right, and center. It's yeah, just you don't I have to commit. You know, you just get up there and do it. You got heavy cover. You can do it at the end of the turn. You know, um, yeah. Right. Throw throw opens up the world where he can peekaboo essentially and mitigate the suppression on the card, which is important. Yeah, and I I think the peekaboo portion is really important because, frankly, the way I feel about his flaw card is that if your opponent gets to play this, you've probably lost the game. 
like Anakin Anakin dies if your opponent gets to play this card most of the time yeah. like yeah. It, unless you can engineer a situation where like and I think this is the you know a little bit of theory crafting on how you should play him but um you need to sort of engineer a situation where Anakin is threatening the enemy army but the enemy army can't get to him and they feel like they need to play this card just to make sure that they don't get bombed and you stalling with Anakin for a turn isn't a big deal. Like, if you can engineer that situation, and he has a suppression token, um, I, I think that you've kind of, like, successfully navigated the flaw waters. But um, if you get him stuck in, and this is kind of a case for force push, you don't want him to get suppression tokens. Uh, you're going to want to be sucking things into melee with him. Um you know, I, it's it's tough. I think uh, the fact that he doesn't have a third four slot is a huge deal. It's like kind of important. Um, and a f- the flaw card makes him a very tough piece to play competitively. I... You have to like stay bloodlusted. Like think of it this way, right? This this is sort of like a I'm gonna call this like not attacking every round. Like if you attack every round, you're like in a bloodlust state, right? And so if you don't stay like in that mode where you're both attacking and not activating first, that's when you're vulnerable to being to being hit by the flaw. But you have to like like you have to be able to to use the combination of relentless and force push to manipulate the battlefield to where he's not really vulnerable. I think throw goes a long way with that. I think if well, go ahead, Kyle. I was gonna say if you can prevent him from getting shot, then with endurance, you're probably gonna be able to avoid a situation where the flaw card can be played, which is yeah. ideal, I, right? I don't agree with that, and I actually think Anakin is not competitively viable in any way, shape, or form. Oh my goodness! I I, so, I understand that's a hot take. Let me explain why. If you run into a force user that has mind trick, you're dead in the water. You're oh, literally no question. Yeah. yeah, no question. Yeah. Like, mind yeah. trick is the, like a big problem. The, the game is over, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> well, I mean, it's maybe, you're not maybe, gonna you're not gonna be able to attack with Anakin ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just the second you go for an enemy unit, he's just he's gonna die the next turn. Basically, the issue, the issue is that if you're taking a force user and your Gar army, like they have to they have to do some damage, right? Uh, he's yeah. not Kenobi where he can, like, guardian other units. He can't save the rest of your list unless you take something we're going to talk about later. Like, <sighs> well, that's the thing, right? You look at Anakin's kit and you say to yourself, he needs to be hyper aggressive. And I don't agree with that. I think that you want to play him defensive until he needs to get in. But if you're going to play a Jedi in the Republic that is going to play defensive and then get in, it is Kenobi. So I agree with you, Mike, like for the points and what you're spending and how you're spending them. Anakin is a P now Anakin's fun and I'm going to play him. I'm not saying I'm not going to play him. He is like, he seems like one of the most like fun units you can play in Legion, at least just on the face of it. Right. Oh, totally. I mean, like, I I think he looks awesome to play. I just, but I'm, I'm not going to bring him to a tournament competitively speaking he's going to be so difficult to play um and the reason for that is because a good player is going to find a way to play that flaw card on you 
and they're going to play it in a in a spot that is going to hurt you more than say playing a not quote unquote not as competitive player right and that will see a suppression token on anakin early on and and throw the card down they'll wait for the opportune moment rather than the rather than a moment well and, and I, no go ahead kyle yeah i think i think people are going to eventually figure out how to use this flaw card against anakin um but i think initially for those that aren't dooku players because this is basically double the fall. <laughs> um, this this flaw card is going to get misplayed a lot and essentially wasted. Uh, right, they'll you like it'll be used on like turns one and two when he has like a suppression. You want to slow him down from getting in, whereas you can kind of get into a position where you guarantee shots on him regardless whether that's standbys, not on clones, even just regular units. Like if you can set up something where you can make sure that you're getting suppression or suppressive weapons hitting him um, on the approach, like you're screwed. Like there's just no ways. I mean, Jedi mind trick, like Mike said, I mean, that just makes me sick thinking about it. Like if, if you're bringing if you get hit by a mortar on the way in, like you, you goofed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, no, of course, of course. Um, but I just still think that in a highly competitive game, he is going to be too hard to navigate to be consistent throughout an entire tournament. I, I think that's only true, though, if you're facing a light side force user. Well, I also think, I, I think he's, you know, uh, generally speaking, kind of bad against force users in general. Um, yeah, sure. Just because of the text on his one pip. Um it asks you to go first every turn. Yeah. And like in the force user mirrors, you're often saving like, like even if you're like in melee with each other, first of all, he doesn't get dodge tokens from any of his cards, which is like, um, and like you, you don't want to go first if you're in a duel with another force user. Most of the time, like most of the time, you know, I I mean, there are some times you do, but it's generally on, like a son of Skywalker or something. And he doesn't have that. <laughs> so it's kind of, um, you know, it, it's a tough sell to me. Um, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Anakin might kill Dooku in the movies, but that's not how this is going to play out on the table. Uh, Dooku's going to win that fight. Like, 99.8% of the time. Yeah, for yeah, then, you have, then you have two copies of Double the Fall. And <laughs> and and he takes away your immune pierce and he's got cunning and right. and, and 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 we get it, Mike. It's basically yeah. gonna be Attack of the Clones Dooku versus Attack of the Clones Anakin. And yeah. Anakin's gonna have two lightsabers that mean absolute jack because Dooku's just gonna slice his arm off yeah. and it's and it's all done before it even started it's yeah. gonna look really pretty and then anakin's gonna get chopped up and thrown into a corner it's it's worth noting that two of three dooku's command cards on the on the card art he is like murdering anakin right <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind fair. of a foreshadow it's literally what he's doing in two of his three command card card art. shut up kyle all right <laughs> i mean okay zach i wanted i just wanted to say this in response to your point it's like yeah okay and I mean, this is true for every competitive miniatures game, right? The the stuff that the stuff that is easiest to play and is also the most powerful is what goes, generally speaking. Anakin is not easy to play for this reason. And if some if it is in fact true that some by some, you know, 
research you know going on that we find a reliable way that that jedi would tell just shuts him down then yeah he'll disappear but that's again that's just we don't know that yet you can think of many scenarios that if they do happen you know you're screwed but it's again it's completely up to it's it's interactive right it's not like my opponent does this and then i have no recourse i could always play better i could always position better i could always build lists where suppression is mitigated you know there's there's some there's play there you know it's yeah. not a, it's not a it's not a self-fulfilling thing don't get me wrong i'm gonna play eight activation obi-wan anakin like it's going out of style because i don't care because i want to put those two units on the board next to each other and i just picture them jumping buildings just side by side like like yin and yang they they don't really match together well like the command cards don't really work well together and how anakin operates is the complete opposite of obi-wan and it's gonna be hard to navigate but i'm gonna have fun so that's actually interesting um i i think that kenobi the anakin kenobi thing is maybe the only good way to make anakin work uh like like if he's good it's probably a niche list that's like all in on getting super aggro with force users. Um, yeah. And like, I think you put hope on Kenobi. Yep. And you probably take push on Kenobi and like, you might just take two copies of push and a, yeah, I I think you take barrier in that situation on Kenobi. So he can barrier Anakin. That's possible too. You know, I mean, they can, you know, he can also guardian Anakin, right? Right. So my, in my mind, how I see it is, you get yourself in a scenario where Anakin is like double moving, force pushing something around the corner. And then Kenobi comes around and he can do the same thing. And next thing you know, the two of them are just like in the middle of your opponent's army. Now, of course the issue, and I've written this a couple of times and I'm sure I've said it on the, you know, on the podcast, force users are best when they have padded activations. So the issue that you're going to have with the list, they're eight activations. And that's nothing against them. It's just an eight activation double Jedi list is going to be awesome and fun, but you're going to be missing two to three to four activations against your opponent. And it's going to hurt. Um, It's going to basically going to come down to, if you can slash and hack units down real quickly and get yourself like down, like maybe like one activation or even in activations, it's going to be a tough sell, So, but it's going to be fun. When I say an all in, force user list um i think you can get it to 10 activations and you're doing things like slapping electro binoculars on phase ones and not taking heavy weapons and and stuff like and like 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 both of these characters are going to be like give me the dodge tokens yo right like scanner right like um and you know yeah i mean i think it's going to be if that list works, it looks very differently than I think very different to traditional lists. It's going to be a bunch of naked phase ones that are like, and, and frankly, naked phase ones that share aim tokens really aren't that bad. Um, yeah. They're not terrible uh, um, when it comes right down to it. Yeah. And, uh, but like, I, I think you can, you can get 10 activations going. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, I haven't slapped any force you upgrades on them, but Anakin, Obi-Wan, six phase ones and two arc strike teams is 751 oh, i'm in <laughs> i'm in it's a cool like, image too whatever right? i don't care like 
there's a lot of meat there. Don't mind you. Like those naked phase ones, like sure. There's only four per unit, but you're still, that's a lot of wounds when it comes, you know, when it comes to thinking about it now, I still think it's very hard to navigate a list with Jedi that have no heavy weapons backing them up. I've written this in my last Obi-Wan article and I'm saying it again here. The reason why force users work in this game is because you can back them up with firepower and you're basically playing a sleight of hand game where they have to pay attention to your guns and they don't pay attention to your Jedi. If your opponent knows that you're playing two Jedi that are just going to be thrown at them, they will figure out a way to deal with it. Now, I'm not saying it won't work. It will. It will probably throw a lot of people for a loop, but there, it's going to be unreliable. But I don't care. I'm in. Yeah, I'm I mean, in. the thing is, if if you if you're able to like stick the land in on the dive, like you've pretty much won the game. Oh, it's like, over. Like yeah. it's yeah. Like 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 um. You, you can essentially like get yourself in a position where Anakin, right? And this is all theory crafts. Cause I, you know, I'm just thinking, I was thinking to myself, you can get yourself in a position where Anakin is in melee with something that he's, he's like hacked. And since he has exemplar, he can take a standby who maybe Obi-Wan's in a full unit. Right. And instead of Anakin, like slashing the one dude, you, you pass, you, you do some shenanigans where Obi-Wan's getting a token over from Anakin. Right. Or just kind of like trying to figure out a way where they're playing like this Mickey Mouse put together teamwork situation, right? I'm not saying it's any good, as Mike. I know you kind of gave me the. You're gonna have my head, and it does work. Um, and you're actually, gonna have like, to think about those things. Standbys once you're locked in melee are pretty potent, specifically on if you can share them with force users. Uh, Very good. You know, like um, I sort of wish that it went both ways. Um, I think it would be a little bit more reliable in that capacity um but yeah no i agree like let's say let's say you haven't played his let's in theory you haven't played his two pip and anakin's in there somehow right and he's only got like two guys in melee with him but he's at range of all sorts of things right and this is all if your opponents clump together right essentially he can force push something closer to obi-wan or himself he can or and then also force choke a heavy weapon off of a squad right then he can refresh and take a standby token to feed Obi-Wan, right? Like there's just a whole, and that way he's not getting the suppression from not having the two. Like there's just so many different ways you could do it. Now we're off on a tangent, Mike. Yeah. Well, me, and you want to stand by before the force push because then Obi-Wan could immediately spend the standby off of Anakin's force push. Oh, there you go. So you stand by force push. Yeah. Recover. You get, you choke something. Obi-Wan, fi- you know, fires off. Uh, there's a whole, now the issue, of course, is is order control, and one of your Jedi is going to be screwed at points. It, it's fine. Well, so it's that's, the that's what seize the initiative is that, for. That yeah, we haven't got hey! this, yeah, this, this to, card. Actually, makes this list work. I think we should segue yeah. to the upgrades, but let let me. I want to hit one circle back to not a story Jedi would tell real quick, because I think there's one thing we we didn't really hit hard enough, and that's like I've sort of seen some discussion about. Like, oh, if this gets played, that's not even that bad. You just fish Anakin from the back. You're fine. Um, Maybe that's true in, like, casual games. But if you're playing against someone that plays this card at the right time, if you're fishing Anakin from the bag, unless you get really lucky, like, when this card gets played, Anakin dies. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
I, I've, let's, let's be crystal clear about that. Yeah, it's I've like, had this. I've had this discussion in like Gar Chat on Discord several times now. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna like do this thing so that there's only four <sighs> tokens in our bag instead of six. And I'm like, "No, I don't think you understand. Like, like if if seventy five percent of the time when you go into your bag to pull out Anakin." you don't get it he dies right like and that's that fail rate is way too high um yeah, yeah. it's just like if if somebody if you know if if you get luke cook and he plays this against you like your anakin should be dead right like that he he will have correctly identified when to play this card to nail you to the wall like it it's yeah Make imp- make improvised orders great again. Here we go. <laughs> but even that's that's improvised orders is uh you know you You're can't paying- fish with improvised orders. Improvised <laughs> orders is great for throwing back cards tokens that you want to keep till the end of the turn, not for fishing for a token you want to go proactively. So. Yeah, you're paying ten points for the opposite of what that card wants to do. Uh, yeah. It's not going to feel good, but I mean, whatever. Play the slots, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out there because I, I had seen some discussion where people are like, "Yeah, sure, let your opponent play with it. You know, play this card. Fine, whatever. It's not. It's not a. This isn't a flaw." And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, anyway, uh, all right. Let's talk about these upgrade cards because these upgrade cards are my favorite part of this uh, <laughs> this expansion. Uh, let's do offensive defensive stance first because I think that's probably even though it's interesting probably the least interesting of these three. It's it's probably the I don't know if it's the least interesting but it's the least good I think. Uh, I think well it's, that's what I mean. I think yeah. it's I mean when you read the card before you say that I'm gonna preface it I think it's only good on operative Luke but um go ahead Kyle what oh, do you I don't got? Agree with that at all but let's continue. Ooh, <laughs> I think it's I, great. I think, I think it's potentially good on Obi Wan. Yeah, I think Kenobi's yeah. probably the best target for it. Yeah. Okay, let's talk, yeah. let's talk about what this does first. So basically, it has two sides. I'm not going to read all the card text because this is pretty easy to TLDR. It has two sides. Um, You can, depending on which side you have flipped, you can either get two aims when you take the aim action or get two dodges when you take the dodge action. But if you have, like, the dodge side flipped, then you can't take aim actions and vice versa. So... um, well, it's not even that you can't. It's not you can't spend the tokens. It's not aim action. You right, can't right, spend sorry. aim yeah. or so dodge. Token. If you somehow get them some other way, like say from hello there or something, uh, you can't actually spend it. So yeah, even more restrictive. But yeah, it's it's. I think what makes this card limiting is that you have to actually like physically take the action to double up on the token. Yeah, it doesn't like trigger off like force reflexes or anything, right? Um, right. Which. It would be kind of silly if it was uh, like yeah. when you gain a dodge token, gain two dodge tokens. Because there are a ton be of cards ridiculous. and stuff that give you free tokens. Uh, no doubt. I mean, I just, uh, it would be better than it is. Stapled to operative Luke. Oh, no question. <laughs> what, what was you that, operative Luke, It was stapled to operative Luke. Like, could you imagine that on operative Luke? Yeah, That'd be disgusting. Full of surprises. Full of surprises oh, gives two dodges. God. Oh, Wild yeah, yeah. Sorry. Gives Sorry, two you, dodges. You're, you're yeah. saying if, if it was whenever you got a dodge token. Yeah, yeah I, if, I, if instead of perform a dodge action, it would be when you would gain a dodge token. That would make it insane. Yeah, I. I don't actually think that this is that good on Operative Luke. Um, I no, it, it, we're saying it is if the text was different. Well, well, Zach, it's I think said earlier. I think it's fine on him. You, you said he was the best candidate for it. Really? Well, I want to I want to hear why you think it's good. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, it's all right. Well, what if what if the what if the counter to all of this is that 
it's because it's not good on any other force users for a lot of reasons. Now you say Obi-Wan, I understand why you think it's good on Obi-Wan. The issue is this is a, um, a training upgrade. Um, Obi-Wan is already fighting for things in his training slot. Um, what, what is he, what is he fighting for other than tenacity? Situational awareness or tenacity, I think, are fine on Obi Wan, and both. I think this is way better than both of those on Obi Wan. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know if I agree. Okay. This, this literally saves a clone body. You're you're gonna <laughs> hate me for saying this too. This card is also good on Anakin for the sole reason that dodges become damage. Well, if you I th- get shot, I think Anakin has a little bit. Sp- I agree with you. I think this has yeah. a place on both Republic commanders, but I actually think the reason it's good on Anakin is because of Exemplar. He can kind of do like a pseudo Kenobi with yeah. this in that like when he's when you don't need him like or don't want to die with him, you can just have him sit there and take dodge tokens. Yeah, you right? can just chill and be like, hey guys, two dodges, two wounds that are you're not taking. Yeah, he, he just he sits there and dodge standbys for your phase twos, and it's, it's like dodge, dodge, or or he double aims for your phase twos or whatever. Right. right? There's another good reason to take him as exemplar. <laughs> you it, know, can share standby. It just there's less opportunity cost lost on Anakin specifically, um, for like not doing anything on his turn. Uh, you know like if in early turns like turns one through three um like with commander luke or operative luke a lot of times you spend him like he's like just zoning and that's really all he's doing like anakin can actually be like hey here's a standby token like go have fun right like you know here's some aims here's some dodges like go kill things (laughs) at like range three or whatever and i actually think that's pretty good and i think this card it goes a long way in um, potentially making that style of Anakin like a little better. And I think in general, you know, one tactic with Anakin, regardless of whether you have this or not, that's important that you that you touched on is taking standby actions on those early turns because, like, generally speaking, it seems weird that you'd want to transfer an action from a saber wielder to like a phase two or something like that. But on those early turns, your saber users are mostly just double moving anyway. So if your choice is move, move, or move standby, where that standby translates to an attack from a phase two, then in that particular situation, which is going to be on the first handful of turns, you know, that standby action on Anakin is better than a second move. Well, I mean, it's it's almost like, oh God, I'm here I go again. Um, Basically, Anakin has like pulling the strings. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like he he can be like a pseudo Palpatine like the first few turns and then he gets to dive and do his thing, right? Right. Um, But then it's like, it's like, um, what's that meme with the astronauts? You know, it was pulling the strings the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like that standby sharing for clones. Well, effectively. And there's a major difference here. He's not pulling the strings on a strike team. No, or a shore unit. He's <laughs> no, he's pulling bro. the strings on a full arc or a phase two, right? Like, yeah, it's, one of the best targets possible. <laughs> yeah, and and clearly it's it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's a conditional pull the strings, and that yeah, it needs yeah. to be triggered. But it's really hard to shoot a standby off a single model, generally speaking. Like Anakin, because he has jump, should be able to hide behind a wall with standby yeah, token pretty easily, it's, right? It's really hard to shoot that standby off, and it's also really easy when the arcs have Overwatch. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, it's certainly you know, yeah. I'm not saying it's hard for it to be good. I'm just saying it 
it, it's not like pull the strings where you just get the action. Right? No, no, no. It has to be you, it has to be granted to you by your opponent, which makes it softer. But at the same time, it's like, well, if your choices are walk into my standby or lose the game anyway, then you're just screwed. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's an interesting secondary way to use him for sure. For sure, as a standby battery. Yep. That's also like one of the cool things, right? Because it's like Obi Wan's not a clone trooper. Well, Anakin is half of one. Yeah, I mean he <laughs> he shares tokens. It's sort of in the wrong direction, I think. Yeah, like like it, clearly it would be busted if you could share them in the other direction, right? Clearly, um, you need to take Anakin and Padme. Like like, I mean, the, I I think that there is uh some list somewhere out there that mm-hmm. runs Kenobi, Anakin, Padme and all three or Anakin and Obi-Wan take Overwatch. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> you <laughs> never know. <laughs> I mean I I don't know how good it is, but it's it's interesting to talk about. Zach, Sounds like it would be hilarious this, at a Zach, minimum. can you run this list for science please? <laughs> no, it's making me nauseous just thinking about it. <laughs> I yeah. mean I, I, I <laughs> I can't even no, I can't even formulate a sentence following up on that. So I don't know if I can like logically do that to myself. I have like, a lot of time to think about these things. Yeah, I mean <laughs> quarantine, man. <laughs> you get to you get to thinking. I mean <laughs> dangerous. As we're talking about the upgrades, talking about Anakin and, and Padme, I do think Anakin and Padme have a ton of synergy at, like as it's brought up, just because it's a free way to get him dodges as opposed to taking this card that costs him an action, right? um as in she like takes a dodge and does quick thinking and she's at range of him to pull that off and stuff like that but it's tough to kind of vector um i mean the the main drawback to obviously the anakin taking um defensive stance is that it's a training slot that he's fighting for um right i mean ultimately yeah i mean i think the the main issue and this is more of an anakin issue than an offensive defensive stance issue i think is that like once he's stuck in there, he doesn't really want to be taking dodge or aim actions, you know? Right. Like, like Jedi don't really stop and, like, take the dodge action most of the time. They're getting it from, like, their cards often. Um, and if they don't, they just kind of go without it unless you're, like, Dooku with reflexes or something. Um, and so, I mean, I, I do think you're only taking this if you're going to play a more defensive-oriented Anakin Um you know, when we're talking, and then about you might Anakin, as well just run Obi Wan, right. right? And then I think you just run Kenobi. Um, yeah, you run Kenobi with this and the other card in the deck. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about this new Force upgrade. <laughs> force what barrier. Did you say? First of all, I dig the art on this card. Uh, is that is that Doctor Afra in? It, it is. Yeah, in fact, Doctor Afra. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna preface this. This card's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's good. It's not force push. Just in case, just in case Obi Wan Guardian pissed you off. Here's force barrier. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's let's talk about what it does. Uh, I'm with Mike on this one. By the way, it's good. It's a force power. Force powers are all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, another friendly trooper unit at range one is defending against a ranged attack during the modify attack dice step. Cancel either one critical result or up to two hit results. Uh, 10 points for slot exhaust and you can master the forces back every time master the force is really the key here like oh my gosh you're not putting this on commander luke let's be real 
like, think this is basically untakeable on the units that don't have Master of the Force. Yeah. Right, yeah. which is just Commander Luke, I think, right? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, look at that. I'm like, trying to like think here. There's like 60 units that don't have Master of the Force, but they can't take the other Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, 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 the, of the units with four slots, I think it's basically just Commander Luke. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a really good card. I, I mean, I know you guys are saying it's just, it's just, you know, it's good and not crazy good. I think it's crazy good. Uh, and... But it's but it's fine in the fact that it's going to open up a lot of list building, I think, and it's going to bring back. I don't want to say bring back, but like this is really good on Palpatine, right? And um, sure, Luke Cook won with L, you know Palpatine and LVO, right? I have not seen Palpatine since Invader started. We'll call it um, in a competitive scene, um, and that's probably a lot to do with clones and how they operate. Um, and I'm not trying to be salty. I'm just saying that it, it is something that quote unquote, uh, cause it's going to sound like a pun, but I'm not trying to be funny, but it kind of phased Palpatine out a little bit. I um, mean, cl- clones have phased a lot of things out. It's just yes. people, people are still trying to fight it. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not trying to, I'm not actually trying to be salty, but I'm just trying to say like, it is, it is a fact of like, it is a matter of fact that that's, that it's a thing. Um, force barrier kind of opens that up a little bit. Um, mm. Yeah, before this, Palpatine is essentially a strong counter meta pick if the meta is Tauntauns, which which it was for LVO and which it was for Nova Open, which are the two major events recently that Pal- recently that Palpatine has won. Right, those were both Tauntaun metas, and uh, Palpatine is good in those situations. But um, you know, this is, I think this is interesting in that it is the first like exhaustible force power that you can actually use just when you're in the middle of your own dudes. Yeah. I sure wish force reflexes work this way. Um, Yeah. The timing is awesome. Right. So the the timing timing is, is is reactive, which is great. Um, But it's also on another unit, which is also great because it gives, you know, it gives force users like Palpatine and Dooku who tend to be defensive. They tend to be with the bulk of their army for most of of the game it gives them something to do during those early turns besides just like double move towards the important parts of the table right yeah i mean i'm not sold that it's good on dooku um i so i think it's amazing on dooku there's two re- there's two reasons i think it's amazing on dooku and i, I want to hear your counterpoints i just a saving of b1 or two is not super exciting to me so uh, <laughs> I want to touch on one thing that is um, sort of counterintuitive about this card, and people actually kind of don't understand about shields to some degree. Um, like w- when you're force barriering or like using a droid deck as shield, you're not just you don't save a wound every time you flip the shield token, or you, like if you bury your two hits, you didn't save two wounds it prevents you from rolling an armor save, right? And so, for instance, on clones, um, like, Force Barrier oftentimes, like, nets you less than... Like, it's it's possible... It's, in fact, it's likely that you would have saved them anyways, right? I mean, uh, unless Pierce is involved, and then, then this, it's a little different, right? 
Right. I was gonna. Be, I was gonna say it's like, well, at least once a turn, the sniper that shot that phase two is not getting a wound in. And and I think that's where force barrier really shines is that yeah. it's like, hey, snipers, one of one of you don't get to do do a thing today. And I actually think that like. Galactic Civil War snipers have been kind of on the downward trend uh, lately. Phased um, out, surely. Uh, phased out by you know phase twos uh, and um, actually our troopers, but um, <laughs> you know it's it's often that you only hit with one or two Civil War strike teams a turn, anyways, because they're kind of unreliable in contrast to their cousins. And now you're hitting one less than once or twice a turn, um, you know, and you're going to be wishing you brought a bigger die pool. So um, for I think that's where it's at its best is when you're countering strike teams. Um, it's still really good against arc troopers, right? Like I, canceling a crit on an arc trooper is, you know, unless they get the double crit, which is more common than we'd like probably, but is still pretty unlikely unless they like spent six aim tokens on it or something. Right. right. Um, so I don't know. I, mm. it's very good. Um, I don't think it's good on Duga cause you're saving B ones. I think, I don't know if, if they're now, if they're shooting your B X droids. Well, okay. I think yeah. So let me, it's great. Let me talk about why it's good on Duku or why I think it, it's good on Duku. There's two reasons. The first is probably the most important one, and it's that he has Master of the Force 2, and he has three Force slots. Right. So he can take Push and Choke and Barrier. He doesn't have to choose, right? And usually that third Force, like Push and Choke, you're basically stapling to him. But that third Force slot is usually Saber Throw or Force Reflexes. Personally, as someone that runs Dooku a lot, I consider Force Reflexes like a luxury because the timing is not great, except on your Fierce Surprise Intimidation turn. That's like the only turn I think that I would really want Force Reflexes. And Saber Throw is also not great on every turn, except for potentially your Fierce Surprise Intimidation turn. But even then, it's almost like a like an option B, because ideally you're using Fierce Surprise Intimidation to like close the distance between him and your opponent's army and do the melee ranged attack combo. Whereas the, you know, the ranged nuke, more great for killing one thing, often you're using that in like a peekaboo type situation. And then Dooku's not in a position to continue wrecking things on consecutive turns. So I consider saber throw and reflex as well good to be kind of situational on Dooku. Whereas force barrier, you're going to use every single turn on Dooku. And even if you're just using it to save B1s, like as someone that plays a lot of droids, B ones are actually valuable. Like you need, you need B ones, and your opponent needs to kill B ones. And you know, you made a good point about how force barrier doesn't actually prevent wounds; it prevents armor saves. Well, B ones have garbage armor saves, so in the case of B ones, you're actually preventing wounds. Like this card gets better, the worse the save is that you're using it on. That, so that's true. I like it is best used on like a Wookiee or B1. I just right. I don't know. I I have a hard time taking a ten point upgrade that like focuses on these throwaway bodies. I don't know. I mean, counterpoint, if you're playing Dooku next to Grievous, 
or eventually mall, those 10 points are going a long way. Well, right. And, I, and that's, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, and that's kind of the third thing, right? Is like, okay, maybe often you're using this to save B1s, but you can also use it to save B asteroids. You can use it to save B2s. You can use it to save Grievous or Maul potentially, or Cad Bane, right? Like, so if you're using it on B1s, it's fine. To me, the opportunity cost is very low because I view Saber Throw and I view that third four slot right now as like a luxury. Um, That's fair. And and you're only paying five more points than over Saber Throw and it's the same cost as Force Reflexes. So to me, that's like a hard swap with almost no downside. But then beyond that, you're you're often using it on something that's not B1s. And if you're doing that, it's just straight value town, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, I just like saving clones is... Mm, mm, sweet, oh, sweet yeah. justice. Sure, I'm not saying like... <laughs> I'm not saying it's as good as you know saving a phase two from a sniper shot. Clearly, it's not. I mean, but I'm I'm digging this card on Operative Luke because of the the fact that you can sort of, you know, when there's you, you get to you get to do it during modify attack dice. You you get to know whether this is the attack you want to use it on. Before yeah, it starts. Yeah. I mean, like if. If you got a rebel trooper unit in heavy cover with a dodge token from like yeah, Leia, five hit cancellations. You, you're in cover yeah. five, basically. Yeah. Or so it's or you're really in good for you. or you're in like cover three, and you have a like outmaneuver that you didn't have to really like yep. pay. For, you know, I... there's stuff. There's some good stuff there. Uh, Pistol Cassian comes to mind. Like he's got mm-hmm. kind of a garbage save, and force barrier is helpful. Yep. Yeah, Any I mean, of those white save rebel heroes could benefit from this card. Maybe maybe this is how you get Han in there. I don't think so, but <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to trying it. I mean, if you really want to be a cheese ball, you could say here's two less wounds R2 has to take oh, every I mean, turn. <laughs> I, I actually think that that's not the uh, the worst use of this card. No, right? I mean he's going to be range one of you because he's calculating on you. So if you yeah, he calculates like, on you, you barrier on him. It's like a symbiont circle or whatever the hell. Yeah, it's like says. sure, shoot R two. No. Would he still get the suppression? That's another question. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, still yeah. Because yeah. it cancels yeah. the results. It just cancels yeah. the results, so he still got shot, but it cancels results. Still so, he, so now he's now he's getting suppression token and didn't have to roll dice. Correct. Um, it, so speaking of the rolling of the dice thing. And Mike, you've mentioned it, and, and it comes up when you discuss the card. A um, couple things of note. Um, I like this card a lot because it's going to play how I play Legion. It's going to help me play defensive. I play Obi-Wan, so I mean, I get it, right? Um, two, and this is, I'm going to start with all the good stuff. Um, it's probably going to phase strike teams out more um, in terms of the Galactic Civil War strike teams. Um, like... I think ISF and Mandalorians kind of already got that like sale moving. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to be completely phased out. I still think long range Pierce guns are really good and you're going to need them eventually. So, but you're going from a three of to like a two of, and maybe a one of, um, well, arcs are a whole different story. So we're not going to discuss that. I mean, and, it's, it's worth noting that if you've only got one strike team, barrier praise pretty much is, takes them away from you right like right if you're going up against the list as barrier you just take your strike team away basically yeah. but i understand that but but it's still a necessary evil i think in a lot of lists and i say evil but like going from three strikes to one strike is good for the game 
Um, BX droids, you don't even need them in droid lists. That's the thing, right? So like in terms of strike teams, you're probably going to see the number go down if force barrier starts getting played a lot, which I think it's going to. I think it's going to give the game an injection of force users potentially. Um, it changes how force users get played quite a bit. Or not how they get played, but how they function with the army. It kind of changes it a little bit because not every unit had to be defensive and now they can be defensive for free, basically, right? Uh. Um, my issue with the card is that it takes away rolling dice and it creates the same problem that clones have right now. And again, I'm not being salty. I'm just bringing up a matter of a fact up is that when you play against a clone list that is doing the standby castle, the game now turns into like an uninteractive game, right? Force barrier is an uninteractive card. It takes away rolling dice. Um, so while it's really good and I think it will bring Jedi into the game or force users into the game, I think that's good for the game. I can see this card being frustrating is all I'm trying to get at because it's taking away rolling dice and that's what this game's about, right? I, I agree with you to some extent there. I think um, it's pretty limited in that effect. Like, it's not like you're throwing a 10-hit Z6 pool that was, like, always going to be 10 hits into your Rebel Trooper squad, right? You're, like, it's it's basically, like, you know, I'm, right. I'm guarding, I'm, it's, it's, it's super similar to Kenobi's, um, Seresu Mastery, and he just uses it twice with two dodge tokens, right? Um, in, in two separate instances. It's basically the same thing. Uh, and, 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 like, Seresu's good, but, like, it has not proved to be broken because you can't roll die you, you like you've you've made it so that you don't roll defense dice um and this i think is to some degree even more limited in scope and that like it's pretty it, it is timing sensitive in that if it's down your opponent has to activate their force user to bring it back up um and and once you bring it down like you know it's down right whereas with kenobi you know he's like hey i got 10 dodge tokens right like um and i don't know it if this was something that was uh, that that did it far more frequently i would be way more concerned about it but this is like sort of um like a super limited marksman for defense is kind of how i see this you know um and you know, marksman also uh, an ability that lets you not roll dice, basically, um, to some degree. Uh, I think in the limited capacity on Aiden and Cassian, we haven't really seen uh, with ISF yet um, what that looks like. People are talking about tactical strike and how good it is. I'm not completely sold on it. Um, but, like, that... It, it's fine on their snipers it's not broken um but i think i think what we see from the like not having to roll dice thing is when you can roll a huge pool of dice and fix all of them that's where the problems start happening um you know i mean if if six hits come in and you're in cover two and then you barrier two more like you still have to roll defense dice um i don't know yeah, and it helps, I think, too, that this is gated behind expensive units, right? Like, 
this is good on, we already kind of went over this, right? But I think this is good on, it's certainly good on Palpatine and Obi-Wan. It's probably good on Dooku and it's probably good on Jedi Luke. All of those units are 200 points except for Obi-Wan who is 175. So like, yeah, I actually you, think you're, you're not really going to see it that often. So, sort of. Uh, I think the, the issue that if, if I have an issue with it, um, it's that it's good on the good force users and really bad on the bad force. Like, like the force users that need help are not really getting anything out of this card. Like, don't get me wrong. If, so if, if standby sharing wasn't a thing, I think Kenobi would be fine. Right. Um, and I think he'd probably be actively good. Um, but it is, so that's not the world we live in. Um, but, but I think like Dooku and Palp, like don't really need the help. I, in my opinion, you know, I mean, Palp maybe, but like he's been good historically. Um, you know, I'm not sure that you're taking this on Operative Luke. Operative Luke tends to be kind of independent. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. You have to play him a little bit more defensively than I see a lot of Luke players playing him. Um, you know, it is it is range, range one. Is one. Short. Yeah, yeah, range one is short. Yeah, it's super short. And it's, you know, um, a lot of times, like, Operative Luke's, like, playing a lot of ping pong, like, you know, over the battlefield, and it's kind of, like, hard to reliably know he's going to be in one spot. Um, so, I mean, maybe it's good there, but I, you know, it, it's definitely, I mean, I guess you could put it on Commander Vader cause he's slow and his army could keep up, but you know, his, his four slots are already so competitive. It's like, uh, I don't know. Um, he really needs to be chopping things up in melee, <laughs> um, and operative vader too so i don't know i think this makes the the good force users better and and the ones that aren't so good kind of like man i wish i had a card that was built for me you know um but yeah i don't disagree with that i think it's i think it's just nice that it gives like the defensive force users something to do that's actually defensive besides just being in the general vicinity of their army. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Dooku players and Palpatine players should be and Kenobi players should yeah. be like, you know, this I is mean, I was very excited because I'm two of those three things. <laughs> like, like, uh, you can make like a really like degenerate Kenobi build that has like defensive stance, force barrier, like, uh, reflexes and just, you know, go ridiculous on the defensive end yeah, and just, just full mitigation. And like, it's just you mitigate, yeah, you mitigate, mitigate, mitigate. Like, yeah. like the knowledge and defense turn with force barrier, it just seems silly. Yeah, your opponent's <laughs> like, not killing anything on that turn. Like, yeah. because you're usually when you're playing knowledge and defense, it's timing neutral when you activate Kenobi. Um, I sometimes have put Kenobi in the bag to put orders on two cologne units because it's two units i believe right if i'm not two trooper units it doesn't say kenobi on it so like then when you pull kenobi you refresh or you master of the force force barrier and you have all these pile of dodges and you're just deflect you're just basically just whatever's coming in just not happening but uh yeah i mean i i do get get what you're saying though mike it you know it does help the the better force users rather than some others but i mean I still think it's a good card to inject in, and I think it could be like, 
it could give life to other units that like, again, I know we see palp a lot. I mean, I mean, I know we see Duke a lot, but I haven't seen palp a lot. And I, I would like to see palp on the table more. Yeah, um, totally. You know, um, I don't know if it was on the cast or like when we were kind of shooting, shooting in like our private discord or whatever, but D- David, was it you that was talking about situational on phase twos? I, I was, in fact. So so it occurs to me that I'm going to eat a little bit of crow. I still don't think it's super good. But okay. like like a kitted Kenobi with AT, barrier, reflexes, and offensive-defensive stance with to basically guardian all the hits and like outmaneuver on all of the clones so that they can share outmaneuver dodge tokens to take care of the crits might actually be kind of good. It just sounds disgusting. It does sound disgusting. The way you just worded it just made me sick. I mean, high velocity shuts you down, but then, like, high velocity attacks. Force barrier barrier. takes care of the high velocity shots, right? Right. Barrier takes care of high velocity, and if it's high velocity off a tank, it doesn't pierce anyway, so. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. That sort of just, like, went through the revolving door of my mind as Zach was talking about that. And I was like, you know, that's a situation Uh, where, like, because I don't think situational is very good unless you're, like, picking the final crit out of the pool. Like, if if there's a hit left in the pool that you could have dodged, situational didn't do you anything. But if you could pull out of the hits out of the pool with Kenobi... Yeah. Then, then I think it gets a lot better. Right. If you pull, <laughs> if you pull the hits out and then share dodge the share the dodges for the crits, well, then it's like what's left? Nothing. It's like, oh, you shoot me and did no damage to me. Fantastic. Now I'm going to shoot back at you with my aim stack, and uh, we're all going to have a lot of fun. Well, at least I am. You're going to go home and cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a list I would enjoy playing. <laughs> yeah. Because you like you like you like uh, tearing a piece of someone's soul out. And putting it in your pocket on the way out the door. I, I was going to say because it's defensive, but you know. No, I, I he swear was to God, me, not Kyle. Okay, I okay, okay. S- I swear, if Kyle somehow pulls out this clone army somewhere and puts that Kenobi that he said he's never going to use on the table, and he's got this yeah. ridiculous situational awareness phase two list, I'm going to walk over to Kyle's table. Now this is eventually down the road, my dude. I'm going to walk over to his table. I'm going to gently take off his Kenobi models so it doesn't break. But I'm not going to care about the rest of them. I'm just going to flip the tape. Right. Like, like we'll save the Obi-Wan, save the S and Obi-Wan. The, re- the rest of it, just pff, dumpster. <laughs> just, you know, get it out of here. But I'm going to be like, look, I just wanted a, a, a reason to put my painted Obi-Wan on the table. You know, <laughs> I mean, I had to get all these phase twos to go along with my Obi-Wan. Like, yeah. the force did, barrier did was the tipping point. Twos? Do you own phase twos? No, no, no. no. Oh. I, I own zero uh, Gar models except for that one. I, I was going to say, I was like, this is <laughs> I could probably sell me. him and buy are an you, entire Gar army. Are phase two models on me? Because I only have two boxes. This is a problem. No. Yeah, I have zero yeah. boxes, buddy. <laughs> like, that's why no. I'm not running clones. Um, so we're two hours into this cast. We still have one more upgrade to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. We should, yeah, we let's, should save it. No, no, no. Let's, let's do this. This is the most nah. important one. This one's very important. And- yeah. This is the most universally useful one, I think. Yeah. All right. So seize the initiative. Commander or operative only. So this is limited to characters, basically. During the issue order step of the command phase, issue an order to yourself. Training slot, five points, discard. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's a training slot HQ uplink that discards. That's cheaper. Uh, but Right. But specifically, it goes on units that can't take HQ uplink other than I didn't. And Cad Bane also has a comp slot, and, but most people forget K2, that. K2 and R2, K2. probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so a couple things on this. Uh, I saw some confusion on the Discord that this card allowed you to like supersede Anakin's flaw card. No, uh, that is not how it works. <laughs> um, you cannot be issued orders at all. It doesn't say it doesn't doesn't uh, preface where they come from. So this does not like save you from his flaw, although that would be, you know, a great way to get around it. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, this card is. Uh, it allows you to have take away a lot of the. Um, unpredictability of playing one pips specifically and lists with multiple characters which is really important um there's some really cool stuff you can do with it like uh you can put it on operative vader and take krennic and now vader has cunning um because you can just pop um c's on krennic's one pip turn um you know, I I suppose you could. I mean, CIS kind of already can do that with Dooku and Cad Bane because of how their bag works out. So it's a little bit less good. Um, but like, if you take like Bosk and Boba, you can put C's on both of them, and whoever's one pip turn it is, or even even it doesn't even have to be. They're super order hungry. So like, just having C's allows you some flexibility to to pop basically have orders on both on a specific turn because you only have orders on one. You know, uh, most heroes in the game at this point have a training slot. This seems like pretty much an auto-include on any hero that has a training slot that the list has multiple characters in if you have the points. Um, I wish I had this upgrade for LVO 2020 because this would have been absolutely killer if I could place on a Skywalker and then put an order on Sabine simultaneously uh, right like that was a major fault of the list yeah no totally i mean like you yeah. get all of a sudden you're like oh uh you know i i can you know if, if you got operative luke you were playing commander luke though i think i was I yeah call. um so yeah i mean like you can play sos but like if you had operative luke and sabine like you could have it on both of them yeah you right? could take c's on both and just uh, be like eh, I mean, training's you know kind of an ms slot in these two so you just pop you just get an extra order I mean, notably, it would not have saved your strike teams. No, <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> Thanks, man. My my nuts needed that extra punch. <laughs> but but notably, uh, in like in my Vader Bosk list, like I often leave the training slots like empty on Bosk. Like this would actually be pretty good to like you know be like okay, I'm gonna play Vader's one pip now because I I'm not even sure I don't generally play. I think I was playing at the time I was playing uh boss one pip because operative Vader wasn't out yet. Um, but like nowadays I would just take both of Vader's one pips cause boss's one pip is kind of meh. Cause if he gets that it's, close, he's often dead. It's <laughs> um, situationally right. amazing. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas both of Vader's one pips are incredibly important to how he operates. Um, I think this is like a shot in the arm for a double bounty list. I know Boba is a little, high-end points-wise right now. But there's, like, a way you can, like... You can probably, like, get yourself in a position to run Aiden double bounty and put relay on Aiden and take Aiden's one pip, relay the order to Bosk or, you know, Boba, and then seize on the other one. Um, or maybe take seize on both. And then you have orders on Aiden, Bosk, and Boba on Aiden's one pip because her one pip, you you know, you probably want to take, right? Um and like 
I'm, I have, I mean, this is all theory craft. I don't play Imperials, but like the thought of it sounds really cool. Um, I think Bosk and Aiden are, you know, situated somewhat well in the, in the meta. Boba is still a little expensive, but the thing about Boba is that like, he's still a really good tool. Like he's still a speed three, you know, Mandalorian. Um, you know, I, I think you just have to play Boba a little bit differently than you did in the early meta. That's all. Um, but I do think that like, like when I first saw this card, my immediate thought was like you, and you said the bounty hunters, but my, my immediate thought was double bounty. Um, because double bounty is like, all right. Bounty is like a tough keyword. Like it seems like good on the face of things. And sometimes it's not that good because of, you know, how the game boils down. But when you have two units that can kind of take home that extra VP or two, it changes so much of how the game gets played. Um, so I was excited to see that because as much as I hate playing against double bounty, cause it's a tough list when the person running it knows what they're doing. Like it's a tough list to play against. Um, it's, it's still exciting to see because I think you're going to see a fresh new wave of it potentially. And that's always been kind of my beef with double bounty is that, yeah, you're taking two bounty hunters and they're both individually amazing. But by definition, they're also extremely timing sensitive and they can't give each other orders. So this is kind of a great way to just get around that primary weakness of a double bounty list. Yeah, I, I do think that like this upgrade, at least right now, doesn't really say Republic or Separatists to me. It says Rebels or Imperials. I think there's probably just because of the fact that um imperial characters tend to be a little bit more order hungry than rebel characters i think it's a little bit better there just generically you know vader's pretty order hungry iden's pretty order hungry you know um both boba and bosk are pretty order hungry but like a lot of the rebel operatives hand out orders to like multiple units right i, I think it says republic to me because it completes rex's trifecta He's got We're Not Programmed, which is insane. He's got Take That Clankers, which is insane. He has Call Me Captain, which would have been situational, except now you can get orders on the hero that he's supporting in Melee. So let's say you have an Anakin with Tenacity plus Call Me Captain. You play Call Me Captain, seize on Anakin. Now you have a nine dice Melee swing. Yeah, it's an ambush plus, three. basically. Yeah, you're literally like, like literally anything he's in contact with is probably dead from Pierce three, unless it's immune. But even so, it's still nine red, possibly surging crit. It's pretty good. Okay, I mean, let's just make no mistake about that. That feels yeah. a little bit like a win more, but I see where. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, hold on. To 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 not put it in a situation that is like almost like a, a birthday present. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was like when I was playing Rex Kenobi R2D2, um, in your mind you have three one pips that are viable. Um uh-huh. because I am very big on how I play my force user, I was bringing ambush rather than call me captain or blast off, which seems a little crazy, but it's naked R2 and he either he's either gonna score or he's not gonna score. His 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 purpose in the Rex Kenobi list was to be an activation padding, right? Now with this card, and let's say I go back to playing Rex Kenobi, I can bring C's on Kenobi, right? In theory, right? Bring Call Me Captain. So now I have a card that benefits Rex, 
but also benefits Kenobi. Whereas I was taking ambush because I felt more comfortable doing that. But now I have that option if I want it. Right. It, it takes a lot of the danger out of playing one pips. And just to be clear, David, you could already do what you just outlined just better with an uplink on a full arc. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> when when you, you know, split fire into three different units you, you and don't have call to, me captain you, three you times. You don't have to like, you know, point out that arcs are busted. That's, that's fine. <laughs> you know. I just, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I get what you're trying to say. Right. Uh, right. It's 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 pretty nasty. There's some there's some stuff you can do with this card that is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it turns a lot of one pips on on their head. It it gives any any army with multiple characters, all of the characters, well, all the characters with Cs have multiple one pips, right? Yeah. Um which and is I mean, which is dramatically different than what it used to be. Yeah, and how did I not lead off with the fact that now every rebel army with a hero with a training can run blast off with a relative safety? Right, Bla- if you don't really care about the effects of the of the one pip that you're giving up. Yeah, I mean, if you're running Bla- uh, like operative Luke and um, in R two, you you just yeah. throw C's on Luke, take blast off. Now you don't really need to pick anymore, right? Like- yeah, and like operative Luke gunline, you know, serving master well is like, you know, it's okay. But blast off wins games, right? So exactly, you know, and semi reliably because it's like it's the difference between zero and one VP. Yeah, that's like, massive. <laughs> now, now you got me running and thinking like operative Luke with Sabine, but now Sabine can take her two pip, which she couldn't before because it never gave an order to Luke, mm-hmm. right? And like Luke, yeah. Sabine, like Luke Sabine and some Mandalorians, like right. This now this all makes of a sudden. The... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, now all of a sudden, if you throw Uplink on your Mandalorian, I mean, it's expensive, don't get me wrong, but you have Uplink on your Mandalorians, you got Sabine with an order, Luke can seize the initiative, you got orders on the key on the key pieces of your army, which you never had before. It's just such a good card. It's yeah. so universally good. The pain of the pain of taking um, the operatives lessens significantly because of this card. And also, let's also not forget... Uh, my ally is the force. No time for sorrows. All trigger when you get this card out because it's face up. It's not limited yeah. to the ordering unit, right? So any of those, any of those cards, discipline. You know, any of those. You also, get the, you no, get recover. The artwork on this card is fantastic too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Jin, amazing. Yeah, Jen is like doing her thing where she's pulling away from the stormtrooper and, and blast, and then it's just it's such a good such a good piece of artwork. Yeah, got the windswept hair, action shot. Yeah, it's fabulous. Um, this is, I think, one of those cards that even months from now, people are still going to be finding like unique and new competitive uses for. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- this is the, probably the most diverse, maybe diverse is the wrong word, but will be probably one of the most common upgrades that we see uh, in Legion generally, and, and probably for the lifetime of the game frankly i mean everybody's always wanted to put hq uplinks on their heroes uh this is basically it you generally only need it once um and yeah it's very competitively priced for the benefit oh totally yeah. five points this five is points. is it five or six it's five five, five. It's five. sold yeah, it's super it's a steal yeah yeah super steal. now training I mean, training is a very competitive slot too that's true sure but, but yeah yeah, I mean, let's put it this way: Are you gonna t- if you're taking offensive push on a unit 
that sure, I guess you might get two uses out of it on some units that refresh, but like, is that aim more valuable than an order on the, on the turn you won't get an order on? Absolutely not. I mean, like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. I mean, at least in my mind, it isn't, um, of note, um, this makes Anakin and what I'm assuming Maul will have a very similar kit. Something that you're probably going to want to buy to have these upgrade cards, even if you have no intentions of playing Anakin or Maul. I'm, I'm now I'm straight up assuming about Maul. I could be wrong, and maybe he doesn't come with defensive stance, offensive stance, C's, enforced barrier. But a lot of the times when two units come out together, they have similar cards. Um, we don't know when they will come in other kits. So it kind of makes it important to probably buy these units to make sure you get those cards, even if you're buying it for Palpatine or Operative Luke. And let's say you don't collect Republic or, you know, droids, because these cards, like we've noted, noted on the, on the cast here are really good. Like this, like these upgrade cards are really, really good. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they'll, um, put these cards in a rebel and Imperial kits when they're relevant. Right. Like, of course, I, I, of course. I mean, I could see C's in like a, either Lando or Callus. They both seem like characters where that upgrade would make sense. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, I, uh, I'm, I don't know if telling people to buy specifically Republic and separatist things, if you're not playing those factions, like I, I think that um, the the devs are pretty aware fundamentally that um, they don't want to gate things behind product you don't need. Um, they've been pretty outspoken about that, and yep. and I feel pretty confident that they're gonna go out of their way to make sure that that doesn't happen. So, um, oh yeah, of I mean, course I, I I'm think, talking about. In I think the something now, like force barrier is a little bit more complicated. Like obviously, like. Callus and Lando are enforce users, right? <laughs> unless, unless I've missed a lore point at some junction. Um, so I think, I think an upgrade like that, the conversation is probably a little different. Like we don't see any force users coming down the pipe, you know, for those factions right now. So that doesn't make a ton of sense to put in those kits. You know, I don't know. Um, well, here's a good question. And, and before we close this up, Kyle, did, Obi-Wan Essen come with cards or was it just the model? Oh no, he came with cards. Uh, it was actually hilarious because he came with both German and English copies of the cards. So <laughs> I wonder if this is something. Oh man. It, don't it say it. I know where you're going. I, yeah, don't yeah, do you know it. where I'm going. Don't do it. But I don't, it could be I, something that is in the Luke. It could I, be something in there. I, don't, I know it'd be bad. It would be it would be bad. So I don't really think, bad. I don't think that would be the case. Uh I don't I don't know if it was the case with your Kenobi, but my Vader the operative Vader came with all of the things that he came with the corset with. Um, like he, he didn't have, um, upgrades. They were like later released. I don't think, and I might have to double check that, but like, I, like, I, I don't think like there was no anger in the operative Vader, you know, um, stuff. Uh, uh, I'll go. I'll go check that. But or or fear. Like I don't think those were in the, the the um. The specialty box. They've been yeah. I, I would hold off and see what happens. You know they've been very outspoken that you should not have to buy, stuff outside your faction to get specific cards. So we don't know exactly how that's going to work with these. But um, 
if you want one of these cards and you're not a GAR or a CIS player, just wait and see what happens. And Yeah, it's, it's not like there's like a lot of paper events. I said paper, like yeah. magic. A lot of physical events um, we, where you're going to be required to have cards in the near future. Uh, so, you know. We, we can afford to like see how this is going to work out because I don't think that they're suddenly going to just break that. You know, it was such a big thing with X-Wing. Um, I don't see them suddenly like breaking that promise to the Legion community. So yeah, I think it's only something that popped in my head specifically because it's force cards. That's the the real issue. Totally. You know, like not, an, not an issue per se, but as we've seen in this game that like force users are, I want to say few and far between, but like in a sense, they kind of are right. Like, like how they come out isn't as drastic compared to like trooper units. You know what I mean? Yep. Totally. Yeah, we'll see. I just my advice would be to, to wait and we'll see what the what happens. Um All right. Any any final thoughts? Uh we are two and a half hours into this podcast plus or minus <laughs> the time before we started the recording that I started recording. <laughs> so Monster. I think I think we're probably at a point where we should wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm David. I'm Zach. We are the Notorious Scoundrels. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Bye.